We're rolling. Welcome back to episode 61 of hey. the Jiu-Jitsu Dummies podcast. We're sponsored by Fightback CBD. Get 20% off your CBD order at fightbackcbd.com with code JJD. My lovely assistant is pointing them yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're also sponsored by Black Belt Digital Marketing. Anything you need from website design, Google Ads, logos, SEO, lead gen, social media, uh, anything that you need to build your business, they can help. Check them out at bbdigitalmarketing.com. My name is Milton Campus. I'm a brown belt training out of South Florida. You can check me out on Instagram at Uncle Milty BJJ or the Jiu-Jitsu Dummies handle on IG. Uh, Bo behind the camera. Hello. Hey. Miguel riding shotgun. How's it going, my Once again, my lovely assistant, Miguel. Hey, hey. How you doing, brother? I'll be your Vanna White. That ride is a bitch, huh? Oh, yeah. Was it two hours today? <laughs> no, no, no. Way better. Way better. It was better? Way better. It was still... I left two hours early and I... Yeah, maybe an hour and 40. Yeah. With the traffic. And I still couldn't find a bank on the way down. <laughs> so thank you for taking couldn't care of the valet. find a bank in Miami that has more like banks per capita. 800 banks just All between right. the exit ramp, the beginning of the exit ramp to the end of yeah, the exit ramp. Yeah, I, I, just, I just drove. I was trying to find one by the house. But anyway, so joining us today, we've got a very cool guest, multiple time black belt, Professor Mike Spider Ninja Bidwell. Welcome. Do we call you Professor or Mike? What do you prefer? Do you don't care? You can call me Mike. Mike. All right. We'll call him Mike. Mike's perfect. Yeah. We'll go with okay. Mike. All yeah. right. So you welcome. Mike or Mikey, Mike, Mikey, you know. Most when I was on the East Coast, it, when I grew up, it was always Mikey as a kid. You know, I'm an East yeah. Coast guy. Okay. But, you know, now Mike's fine, though. Where'd you grow up? Syracuse, New York? I, I, yeah, I heard say. right around that. Yeah. I'm a Long yes. Island boy myself. Can oh, you tell you I go. got the, 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 the New York? <laughs> it's a different kind of New York accent than you have. Though. No, it's, I know. I know. I tell my. My students make fun of me because I see arm bar. Arm bar? Oh, bar, bar, yeah. Arm bar. Arm, arm, arm bar. Arm bar. Yeah, it's, arm the, it's bar. the O's, like dollars. Dollars. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you guys say like, uh, what, do you, what do you say up by you? We say like a, a like a sandwich, like a hero, like a... Uh, a, a, a gyro? Like, a, like a, a meatball sub. What do you guys say? Like you call it a, a grinder? Is that, do they call them like grinders yeah, up grinder, in, up in see, Syracuse? Yeah, but see, I lived up in near Philadelphia too, so there it was a hoagie. So like, uh, you okay. know, now I'm in Colorado, so you know what yeah. I mean? Like, all over the place. I went but, to, yeah. uh, I grew up on Long Island. I went to SUNY nice. Albany for school. All right, on. Just yeah. one year. They threw me out after the first year. They said, <laughs> you're, you're we, out. We no longer need your services, Mr. Campus. Uh, you can go. Have a good day. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, when I went up there, you know, you start, you start to realize, you know, people, when you tell somebody you're from New York, what's the first thing they say? Oh, they, they always say New York City and you're yeah. like, no. And actually people like say Syracuse is upstate, but it's actually central New York. So it's actually further. Like over, right? You're like over it's by like the lake. way right? up there. Yeah. yeah. So, but now I'm in Colorado, but I love Colorado out here. It's awesome. Sunny. Yeah. yeah beautiful. Most people know you from, and this is where I know you from. Your BJJ After 40 content. Correct. Either yes. the BJJAfter40.com. Funny enough, when we communicated, when you reached mm -hmm. out, I don't know why I know all your content, I guess, from Facebook. Yeah. I know I've known you on Facebook. And I was like, I'm not following him on Instagram. How could this happen? How could I <laughs> could I not? And I'm like, okay, let me just follow him. Now he's gonna be like, this guy has no clue who I am. He's just following me for the first time. But I, I do know your content from from uh from Facebook. And I've always yeah. been, I, I watch it and I'm just like, I, I'm, I'm over 40 and I can't do that. I can't make my body do those things. What's, what's wrong old, with me? <laughs> how old are you? How old are you? I, uh, I'm 48. I started. 48. Well, you don't, you don't look 48. So. I, thank you. Thank you. I started yeah. jujitsu right before my 41st birthday. 
Nice. So I definitely, you know, started when I was old. It was like more you're of like, like just into, you're, yeah. yeah. You like I was into the boxing the... and, you know, uh-huh. like, a, you know, kind of taught myself, you know, a little kickboxing. And then I started in my late thirties, starting to go to gyms and, and play around with it a little bit. And then I found Why jiu-jitsu. did you pick jujitsu? Why jujitsu? Like, um, what was the draw? Uh, you know, I was just, a, I guess really came from being a big fan of the UFC, yeah. uh, started to watch in the early two thousands when I moved to Florida mm-hmm. and then, um, it was, it was, I did the, the classic mistake of I'll start jujitsu when I get a little into a little bit better shape. When Let you get drop in shape, a few when pounds. You get in shape. And yeah, that's always a good plan, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was a great plan. <laughs> and, and I, and I wound up, I was, I had a, a friend of the family, uh, my, uh, Really, my girlfriend at the time, my wife now, she had a family friend that was opening up a gym and they put us together. They were like, hey, he's opening a gym. You've talked about wanting to do jujitsu. He needs a new website and marketing. And I was like, well, I do that. So we wound up trading. I never paid him a dime. I did his website, helped with marketing. And uh, and that was just the relationship that we had Damn. for the first few years of, of my jujitsu. Free jujitsu. Free jujitsu, baby. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, free, but not really. Your yeah. your time is valuable. You know what I mean. So. And I started coaching right away it, yeah. and opening yeah. the the school. I mean, as a white belt, I was opening the school. He was uh, oh, he nice. was in law enforcement, so he'd be uh, like, got a stake out here, or I've got to do this, and he would call and say, "Listen, you got to open the gym for me," or his wife nice. would come and open, but I teach the the classes. Uh, cool. But, you know, small gym, so it was all yeah, white belts and kids, awesome. you know. So, yeah, that's how I got my story. So, tell, you know, I, I, I mentioned you are a, a multiple-time black belt. So yeah. let, let's talk about how you got your start and tell everybody, yeah. you know, the different disciplines that you've trained in. Sure. Like, I think probably, like, you know, so I'm 52, so I'm older than probably Oh, my you guys. God. Wow. 52? <laughs> You got one foot in the grave, one foot on a banana peel. I know. I'm almost on the way out, dude. I'm just kidding. You look great for 52. You don't look a day over 40, to be honest. He's in my range. Yeah. 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 But go ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, But, you know, growing up in the 80s, you know, I was an 80s child. So I think like most kids back then, I ended up doing karate, you know. Yeah. Um, And I wanted to do martial arts for a long time. Like, I remember just being like a little kid and watching like, every martial arts movie and watching Kung Fu, the TV show, like every Saturday morning, I would, I had this little black and white TV and I would set my alarm for like 4am because it was at some ridiculous time. And I would wake myself up and be in my dark ass room on my little black and white TV. Uh-huh. Yeah. Watch it, watching. watching uh, yeah. Watching, you know what I mean? I'd always fall asleep. I almost never made it through an episode, but that was kind of like my first real exposure to martial arts was, you know, martial arts movies. And then, um, when I was, you know, my parents couldn't afford it when I was a kid, you know, my parents didn't have a lot of money. My mom and dad had my brother when they were 17, had me when they were 19. So they were kind of young parents, um, couldn't afford those kind of things. But I did, you know, I played a lot of tr- traditional sports, like Little League Baseball and, and football and all that. In fact, I was so small when I played football, I didn't make weight in Pop Warner. My wow. dad would put, my dad would put weights inside of my pads. <laughs> <laughs> so when I weighed in, just so I could weigh like whatever it was, like a hundred pounds or something like ridiculous, right? Yeah. Like it wasn't even probably that much. Do you know what I mean? So like I was always that small kid. And then so when I, you know, when I really was able to do martial arts, I was about 12 years old. This woman gave me a hundred bucks to mow her lawn for a week. They were going out of town, took my hundred dollar bill, got on my bike, rode to the first karate school nearby, <laughs> gave it That's to the so sensei cool. and yeah, and signed myself up for karate lessons. And, you know, I'm proud to say even to this day, I've paid for every martial arts lesson in my life. Like every lesson as a kid, like it, back then it was like 40 bucks a month, but you know, when you're 12 years old, 40 bucks is like a million bucks. Yeah. So I had a pay, I had a paper out and I would, you know, do extra things to pay for martial arts. And, and like most kids, I started out with Taekwondo. 
Um, and that's really all there was back then. There was like, everything was just basically karate. Um, and that's kind of how I got my start was like traditional martial arts. And I did that for a while and ended up getting a black belt in Taekwondo. And then I kind of like, I saw the limitations of Taekwondo, even as like a young martial artist, I was like, you know, I could kick really good and all of it seemed kind of cool, but I knew my hands weren't really good. So I started going to a boxing gym and started getting into boxing a little bit. And then I switched over to a, a martial arts school after I got my Taekwondo black belt that was more geared towards like more kickboxing. It was Kempo karate, but it was really like, kind of like full contact kickboxing. I did a few amateur fights, ended up getting my black belt in Kempo. Um, and then I started doing ninjutsu and did that for a while too and got my ah, black belt in ninjutsu that's because- the spider ninja comes from. Right, <laughs> but back then, people laugh about it now, but like in the eighties, like ninjutsu was like the thing, like you were yeah. like, like gonna be a ninja. And to me back then, it seemed like the most like combat appropriate martial art, right? Like I wanted to be going to law enforcement. Um, I wanted to be a police officer and I, uh, I went to school for criminal justice. I got my degree in criminal justice and actually went into the military um, into the reserves and was an MP, was in the first Gulf War. But, uh, and sort of that was all kind of my path. Like I was always looking for something that was gonna be functional, right? Yeah. So I wanted to do something that seemed realistic. And back then that's really all there was. And after I came out of the military, um, I continued with ninjutsu and ended up getting my black belt. But then in 1996, you know, three years after the UFC, um, a friend of mine signed us both up for an MMA fight in Virginia. And it wasn't even MMA that it was like, it wasn't even really no holds barred, right? And I don't even think people were even calling it belly tudo here. It was just like full contact, you know, martial arts or something, you know what I mean? So um, I did this fight. I ended up going against a blue belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I had no real grappling experience other than like, at the time we were just kind of like watching whatever videos we could find. Like there were a few videos, VHS tapes and stuff like that. And we knew it a little bit. Um, I ended up fighting this guy. It was these weird kind of rules where you could like, I think we could knee and elbow standing up and punch to the body standing up, something crazy like that. And then it was like punches to the body on the ground, but no like punches or elbows to the face, something crazy like that. Wow. Um, we fought for like 15 minutes. At that point, they didn't declare a winner. So they had us fight for 15 more minutes. It was like in a boxing ring. And this, it was actually like a pretty good event. It was called Fearless Fighting. Like they had a lot of promotional for it. It was pretty big and there were a lot of people there and stuff. Um, but I ended up losing by a decision. I didn't really know anything. I didn't know any grappling at all. So the next day, um, the event was sponsored by Mario Yamasaki, right? From the UFC, Mario, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, the ref, yeah. right? Right, one of the, he's the ref oh, in the UFC. Yeah, sure he just did that, yeah. yeah he always yeah, does the guy, hard yeah. thing, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, that guy, right? Um, and so we went down to his school and started grappling, and that was really kind of the start of it for me. That next day after that fight was like, kind of like the addiction started for me. I and I had a school, actually, at the time. I had a martial arts school. I was living in Delaware at that time. And... I went back to my little school. I was, you know, I say I had a martial arts school, but I was running space in a fitness center. But for me, it was like the start of it. It really was kind of the transition into like a real school eventually. But um, I went back to my school and I told everybody, we're, we're not doing the old stuff anymore, the ninjutsu stuff, right? Yeah. We're going to do Brazilian <laughs> jiu-jitsu now. And I made everybody get jiu-jitsu gis. And we just basically, nice. and it's funny because no one was ranked. Do you know what I mean? Like, we weren't even ranked or even associated with anybody at the time right away. Like eventually that all happened. But like at the beginning, it was just like, dude, we're just going to do this shit. And this is what's going to happen. You know, you know we, I really we interviewed Christian Graugart from BJJ Globetrotters. Yeah, uh -huh. and, you know, yeah, he has a similar story where he was in martial arts and he had done Taekwondo. And then they came across the UFC videos and started sharing them. And then they just started training and like somebody would watch the videos and that guy would, you know, show a move that week. And, yeah. you know. 
and then it became, you know, it, it just kind of rolled forward and became what it became, you know, but he yeah. was definitely one of the first in, in Denmark uh, to, to be doing jujitsu. You know. And if you think about it, the funny thing back then, like pre 2000, there really wasn't internet nope. like the way there is now. And there wasn't video, like there wasn't video content on the internet. And sometimes people nowadays say, oh, they talk shit about YouTube or something with jujitsu, right? But back then, I guarantee everybody was watching tapes. Everybody. Yeah. I had a really close friend who had like, he would, he had this whole network like on the underground where that you know, the underground is like it's an internet forum. It was really popular. It used like, to be really popular like, back in the day. Like a, a martial art a underground, like right. Like it's called the art? it's called the underground. I'm not sure okay. if it even still exists, but it was like this forum back in the day where you could post stuff, right? Okay. And yeah. People would put everybody that was in BJJ would post on there, and so they had this whole like trading network of like VHS tapes. So whatever content you could get, I mean, stuff from like weird stuff from Brazil, stuff from Japan, whatever stuff was here in the states, and so we were all like trading VHS tapes it's back like and Napster. forth. We would just, yeah, like, but just shipping them in the mail and you would yeah. get a bunch of box full. I remember I just get these boxes full of tapes and we would just be watching this stuff. And, you know, some of it was just really super basic and some of it was kind of insane. And, but it was basically all there was back then. You know, there just wasn't like, you know, a school nearby. There weren't people nearby. There wasn't like YouTube and Instagram and all that. So yeah. a very different mindset. I think everybody has. Did you do karate? Did you do martial arts I, when you were I, younger? When I was very young, but in Colombia. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And then I think, I think I'm still not sure what the story is. So I'll just <laughs> stick with the worst version just in case I'm wrong. <laughs> I think my mom said I didn't want to do it after I got a bloody nose or something. Oh. I don't know. Oh, Bo, no. you too, right? Bo, you said you, you raised your hand when, when I he did, said, I did karate. Yeah. When yeah, I was a kid. I, I did too. I did, uh, I did like three months of karate, show and rue karate. I remember it. It was right in the middle of my town. And, uh -huh. The, the sensei punched a little kid that we had like a kid that probably now he you probably say he had ADD uh, or ADHD <laughs> and he he punched him in the stomach because he was just getting you know he was just running around yeah. and doing his own thing and he punched him in the stomach I was so scared I you know I was I, I, I got to be like maybe <laughs> yeah. eight or nine years old it scared the shit out of me and I also did gymnastics awesome. and I sprained my thumb in our end of the year gymnastics show and it was my way out. I was actually studying, I think it goes to like, I think it was white to yellow. Oh, and wow. I was studying for my yellow belt. And it was just like, you don't have to do the cotton. I'm like, thank thumb, God dude. for this thumb. Like, yes. I'm not coming back. That guy hits little kids. Yeah. I was like, dude, that's no, crazy. no fucking way am I ever I think, I I think, stepping back in there. And I, and I never did it again. And then I did like Taekwondo, American Taekwondo when I was 19, again, for a few months. Thought I knew yeah. it all. Okay. I know how to fight now. And right. then I we moved all, on. Dude, we all thought we knew. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. What were you going to say? I was gonna say it's like you don't have to do the kata or anything like oh, that. Oh God, yeah. So I think oh, it was God. kind of both of those things. It was like, great, I don't have to, you know, perform in front of a, I did. all of these yeah. people. I had to, and do that. I don't want to get hit by this this old. Man. I actually, that's the part I enjoyed. Actually, was doing the kata because yeah, it was just. A I think it was too little. I was, I, you know, I was, I I say this all the time. I would probably never have stuck with jujitsu if I took if I started jujitsu when I was a kid. I quit every sport to do something yeah. else. I. <laughs> Played soccer, I switched to football. I played baseball, I sucked. You know, I you know, in and out of martial arts. I just didn't have the discipline. I was, you know, just wanted to go like play street hockey with my friends, you know. Yeah. And but, you know, once I got older, now there's there's discipline involved with it. I yeah. see the value and I just look at it differently. You know, does that make sense? And I think right? a lot I hear but I hear that a lot though. Like it's sort of like the last stop for a lot of people where they've like, I tried this, I did this, I did all these all of these different things and I finally arrived 
at BJJ, right? So the timing is always funny because we always think like, man, I wish I would have done this when I was a kid, but I love what you said. Maybe like if I had done it as a kid, I probably would have quit and hated it, right? So I'm always careful with parents. You know, I teach kids that run a a full-time school and we don't, we start kids, you know, when they're kind of, when they're ready. I don't even like to give people ages. Parents will say to me, can you start a kid at three? I'm like, no, nah, I don't take three-year-olds. It's just, to me, it's yeah. too young. I know some people like to teach them, but I don't feel like I can really show them what they need. And if I wait maybe a year or maybe two years when they're actually ready, then they're going to be a good student who's going to stick with it. You put him in there when he's three and he's like, dude, I'm not ready for this. And I always remind parents, like, that kid's been alive for three years. You know yeah. that, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a long ass time, dude. Yeah. I can't even remember like shit from three years. You know what I mean? Three years ago, it's like nothing, right? It's it's no time at all. So I think like when it finds you is the perfect time. There's a kind of a funny saying, like the best time to start jujitsu is when you're four or now, right? Yeah. I think for most people, <laughs> right? it's yeah. maybe not four. Maybe it is like whenever it shows up in your life and that was the perfect timing, you know? Do you think, you know, you mentioned like there was a time, like you go from the Bruce Lee times, right? Jeet Kune Do, yeah. and then you talk about ninjutsu. This is kind of the first time where we've had a martial art that hasn't faded. Like, right? right. Jiu-Jitsu has been going since the beginning it, of the UFC. It's getting you could stronger. Pretty much, you could pretty much, I, yeah, I know Jiu-Jitsu has been around for a long time, but as far as it not fading out, at least in the U.S., yeah. since the beginning of the UFC, like, we could just run that timeline and say it's only gotten yeah. bigger. This Huge, is probably yeah. the longest length of time that a martial yeah, art yeah. has been has been like this. It's been like the superstar of, of the martial arts arena, right? And if I could add yeah. to that, uh, there is quantifiable evidence that I've discovered <laughs> that jujitsu is is spreading or grappling in general spreading because like uh, like I'm a little bit of a phone video watching degenerate <laughs> and uh, sometimes I watch street fights and street fights used to be a hot mess online. Mm. You'd watch a street fight and you're like, I can't believe. Yeah, yeah. Dan, now but you see jujitsu. Yes. There's grappling, yeah. bro. Put him yeah. in doing it, like yeah, doing it, right? Doing it in a street fight. Yeah, they'll yeah. they'll they'll like hold an armbar to get, but because it's not very functional in a street fight, but they'll use it to like get to mount and then even have them in a gift wrap and then just like beating them. Like right. these guys are doing. I, I think that I, it's spreading. I, I mean, man. I'll 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 love to get your opinion on that, Mike. But I you know I look at it and I say because jujitsu's ever evolving. There are new, you'll, you're, there's never going to be a time where there's not a new move that you don't know. There's no, I've learned all the jujitsu. I'm no, good. I'm good. It. Take care guys. I'll see you next, you know, yeah. I'll see you in a couple months. Cause yeah. I, I learned all the jujitsu. Blue belt. It just evolves. And it's, you know, I thought you were going to say something when you said quantifiable before you go back to the, the days, the beginning of the UFC, when they put all of these different martial artists into mm-hmm. a cage together and jujitsu came out on top. Yeah. It was like, okay, this is proof positive that Whoever. this works better than any other martial art. Whoever watched it and saw that, it stuck. That thing has a 100% kill rate, that video. Yeah. We all have yeah. that in common. We've all seen this videos. You know, Mike, you well, said, yeah. you know, again, as, as somebody with multiple, you know, multiple Yeah, belts. I think, like, what, what that did for a lot of people, like, if you go back to that time period, like, 96, you know, when I started, um, traditional martial artists at that point were either running to it or running from it. And you still have some of that. Like they would be like, I remember people telling me like people that I respected and it really made me like not respect them anymore. Like high ranking black belts and other in martial arts that I practiced with them. I remember one guy in particular said, oh man, you don't want to play grab ass. I was like, <laughs> yeah. me, I'll show you grab right? ass. Get the fuck out of here, right? Like grab <laughs> ass. And that just immediately like, yeah, that's that kind of mindset really turned me off. And I think, but then 
And I think there were people like myself that were saw the value of it and were running to it. In fact, like I said, I even went back to my school and made everybody make that shift. I remember even like I ran ads on TV that said Taekwondo and karate do not work. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, I was shit. literally, call, I would call, <laughs> I was called, Mike, what did oh, you dude, do? Oh, dude, I was, dude, I was terrible, dude. I mean, now when I look at that, I was like, wow, I was kind of a dick into those ads. It's just like, cringy. You know what I mean? But at the time, that was kind of how it was, you know, everybody looked at it yeah. like, you know. Um, but I think the difference is that tr- a lot of traditional martial arts are pretty much like dead, dead arts. They're yeah. not evolving. You, you, no one's going mm-hmm. like, Dude, have you seen the latest Taekwondo kick or the latest, yeah. you know, Taekwondo form or they the latest that. latest evolution <laughs> in the chop? You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. it's not like a thing, right? That's not yeah. like a thing. But in jujitsu, like, it's a living, breathing art, or it can be. Like, to some people, it might not be. Some people yeah. just regurgitate. Like, they literally just teach from, like, a coloring book, and maybe it's the same stuff and over, over and over again. Um, the way that I try to present jujitsu to my students and the people that I share it with is – I don't give them a coloring book, right? One of the things I, I say a lot in my videos at the end of my YouTube videos, I say, after you know, move, I'll say, I want you to continue molding the clay. I want you to continue molding the clay. I'm giving you this technique now to go do something with it, like do your thing with it now, and then come back and share it back with me again, because I want to see what you come up with next, right? Yeah, and so jujitsu has this ability to evolve way beyond like your own ego, way beyond Mike Bidwell, like, who am I? Right. Like, so, um, when I, when I put a move out, like when I put a move on YouTube, when I put a move on Instagram, the intent is not like, Hey guys, look what I can do. The intent is, Hey, check this out and see what you can do with it. Now run with it for me. And I've had people like crazy stuff. Like I had this one guy in particular, and I can't remember where he, Oh, he was like Beijing or somewhere crazy. Right. And he said he never trained at an actual gym or anything like that. And he was watching my videos and he said, sometimes, at the fitness center that he worked out at, he would peek in the room sometimes and watch, but that was about it. And so he goes to a tournament and enters as a white belt and does this crack and choke. It's this crazy leg twisted maniacal choke that I came up with and gets a guy in this in a tournament with this move that like he never really learned from like you know me as an instructor necessarily in person, but like on a video. Um, but that's that's the cool thing, right? Like there's this opportunity for us all to evolve the art, take it on our own, make it evolve for our own body, our own set of circumstances, because Milton, your martial arts is going to be different than mine, right? Yeah. Like you're built different than I am. I, and you think differently. Not very, I'm not built much differently from you. I'm only a couple of pounds. Right. I think I'm looking at couple. myself. I'm, I'm only a couple of pounds like, heavier than you. But you look like a stocky dude. You look yeah. like you got big arms. I'm you know pushing what I mean? like, 240 right yeah, now. Yeah, he's, he's and you, probably, and you don't look like you chain. have super long yeah, arms. He's a condominium. No. <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm like five, five, ten and a half. I think I shrunk about yeah. a half an inch. Five, ten and a half, and I'm 240 right now. But, right, but I, so did, from a, I did get back into weight training. I'm weight training again, which I had not been doing for years, not consistently anyway. Right. So yeah. from a physical standpoint, standpoint we're going to approach jujitsu differently. Yeah. yeah. Right? Maybe some way similar. It may look similar, but it's going to be different. The way that you think's different than me, yeah. right? The way that you, yeah. the way that you see life through your own set of lens, right? As a brown belt is yeah. different than me. Yeah. As a blue belt is different than me. And it's and that's the cool part is your lens as you progress through the art changes all the time. Yeah. It's kind of funny because you teach a, an armbar to a white belt and then you teach it to them you know, when they're a brown belt, it's going to look different to them. It's yeah. a totally different armbar, right? Yeah, yeah. But you're teaching an armbar to your student, like, you know, a whole different set of ways every single time. Yeah, I mean, I still, we're, we're actually doing like a kind of back take armbar series right now. Yeah. Um, and I am, you know, I know how to do the move. 
but I'm picking up these little details of, oh, wow, when I put my arm here, it works a little bit better, or I just can't sit up the same way that I did, so make sure I lean this way versus leaning that way if I'm going to you know go to a bow and arrow. Like, I'm picking up those little things. There are times that even at brown belt, I say to myself, like, you don't do a move for a long time, you know, okay, look, I'm training maybe three days a week, yeah. and you don't do, a, you know, you're not doing the same moves all the time other than when you roll. And you almost feel like, wow, I'm forgetting, I'm forgetting something. And then you come back and you're like, it is like riding a bike. Like I do remember that. Oh, and like, wow, I just picked up this little detail yeah. that I didn't have before. And that's one of the reasons why I love it. It's just like I come back to it, and it's always something different. Yeah, I feel the same way. It's got I, something different for me. It's every like time. a Rolodex. It just every keeps time. growing with yeah. moves. That's how it feels like to me. And I also like, uh, you know, I've had a couple of instructors due to like me moving and stuff like that. And I've noticed, uh, I feel like I've had three good instructors so far. And then a lot of people that, you know, talk to me, uh, when I have questions and they all have like the same concept that you just spoke about. It's like you teach, I'm going to say the word again, you teach the concept and then from there you, you adjust it to your game yeah. or, or even it like your jujitsu is different than mine. Just like how yeah. Mike said, but like, if you view it through my lens and you'll learn something yeah. on your end even through my like interpretation when i tell you something super important yeah. yeah to see it through your eyes too and i and I, I have to remind myself all the time as a professor when i'm teaching like how is this white belt seeing this move for the very first time right like what does it look like to them because to me it's like totally different than you know it would be for them how, how do you I handle like you know do you do like a basic class? so first of all let's talk about your school is it you have your own school yeah, my wife and I. She's also a black belt. Okay, awesome. What, oh. What's the name? What's the name of your school, and and where is it's it? It's called. Yeah, it's Flow Life. F L O Flow Life B J J. It's in Lakewood, Colorado. F L O stands for Finding Limitless Opportunities. There you go. Um, yeah, we're right here in Lakewood, and uh, yeah. So, <laughs> how, how do you how do you handle? I was having this conversation with somebody yesterday. How do you handle? You know, do you have a beginner's class where it's like all white belts and, you know, anything below blue, basically, you know, no matter how many stripes, do you put them in with your, you know, your advanced guys? Do you have like, you know, let's talk about an adult's class. Sure. We'll start there. Yeah, like, so what does that look like kind of, for you? Yeah, it's a little bit more unique, I guess, our school is we teach from a holistic standpoint, first off. And what I mean by that is we take into account all the moving parts, not just your physical body, but the mental part of the training as well. Um, so from a physical standpoint, like our physical classes are smaller. We keep our classes fairly small. Um, we don't we don't take students all the time. Like we only take new students the first through the 15th of each month. So we don't take right. students on an ongoing basis. Um, we're kind of right now at just about full capacity. Like I'm not taking any more adults right now. Um, and the part of the reason we do that is I want to maintain a certain type of class. Like I don't want to have a school with 50, 60 students in a class where I feel like, um, I'm more of a lifeguard than a swim, swim instructor. So I'm, what I mean by that is like, if there's 50 people rolling and I got all these white belts and it feels like kind of chaotic and unsafe, then I got to worry about rescuing people all the time, right? Like I have to have eyes on everybody. But if I have a nice small class where it's a lot more manageable for myself and my students, like I think everybody has a lot better experience. Um, we have fundamentals classes, but we also have, what's kind of cool with my school is we've been open now for for, for four years and I have a lot of white belts, but I also have a mix of blue belts, purple belts, brown belts, and people really close to black belt. Because um, I inherited students from other places, people that hadn't trained in years, and people that kind of find their way back. So we do have kind of these mixed classes a lot, but I use my upper belts to work with all the white belts. And we have a really good culture in our school where like, 
people like really take care of each other. Nobody gets hurt. Like it's super safe, but we roll like we roll good and at a good pace. It's not like we don't roll, um, but it's in a much safer environment than I think in a lot of places that I've seen in the past. Wow. And that's so, kind of how we manage the classes. So let's talk, let's tell us about your wife. Did you, do you guys meet in the jujitsu world? Did you get her into jujitsu? So it's kind of funny because, so I came out to Colorado 20 years ago. Um, I came out with a couple of jujitsu guys. I had a few friends on the East coast. I was living in Delaware at the time. And they said, Hey, there's this, uh, martial arts marketing boot camp coming up in Colorado. Right. And it was this karate guy holding this thing. And I was like, all right, I'll go. So I came out here with these jujitsu guys. And the first night that we were here was a Thursday night. And there's a karate school that's literally about a half a mile down the street on the corner. And that was where they were hosting the event the first night. They had like a, you know, like a meet and greet kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So I go in there and they had like a, a little sign-in sheet at the front desk and my future wife's working there. Wow. And she says, go ahead and sign yourself in. And I signed myself in and uh, we, uh, you know, I, I talked to her kind of throughout the weekend and stuff. And it's kind of funny, but we hadn't really like hung out at all. And so the last night on that Sunday, I'm with the jujitsu guys in a car and they wanted to go out to a nightclub or something. I'm not like a nightclub guy. I don't really, I don't drink. I never have really drank at all. I was like, hold on, stop the car. I said, you're like, why? I'm like, I'm going to go back and look for that girl in the hotel. So I go back to the hotel and I'm running up and down the hallways and we li literally bump into each other in the hallway. We start hanging out. I get her email address, get into contact with her the next week. We start dating long distance. She eventually flies out to Delaware and she never leaves. <laughs> that sounds like an 80s and movie. So, <laughs> I know, dude. It's crazy, <laughs> I right? I see that movie. <laughs> dude, I, and so here's the crazy. It's so... And so uh, I'm picturing oh, you running up and down the hallways yeah. like yelling her name. <laughs> so let me, so let me <laughs> tell you a couple... Right, right. So let me tell you a couple funny parts about the story. So um, I was 33 at the time. She was 19. Oh, she, oh right. So, and she right. And so she had just turned 19 too, but she's kind of an old soul. She really, you know, she really is kind of, a, she had actually just come back from Nepal and it was anyway. So, uh, um, she was 19. I was, I told her I was 28 oh. <laughs> for some weird reason, like 33 sounded old to yeah, me. Right. Yeah. It's <laughs> so, it right so I was like, I'm 28. <laughs> well, to 19, it sounded kind of, you know, yeah. so I didn't tell her that for about six or eight months after we were dating, like forever. So one day I was like, we got to sit down. I got to tell you something. She's like, what's up? I'm like, well, I got a couple kids. I've got two kids. She's like, oh my God, seriously? And I was like, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm actually 33. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Make it sound really bad. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I, no, I did. That was my plan. So we actually have a name for that now. We call it one up, one down. You go yeah. one up to get the one down. Yeah. <laughs> You got to go real bad here, right? And then you're yeah. going to be okay down here. Yeah. That's been, how we met. Like, have you been so, doing yeah, that for years? <laughs> I can yeah, only right, imagine right. the ones you guys say as a joke for the one up before you say the one down. <laughs> right? Like, accumulating. Right? <laughs> right? So, so she was doing Taekwondo at the time. She was like, a, she was a brown belt in Taekwondo. Um, and I got her doing jujitsu, and she just got her black belt this last year. Oh, um, awesome. She's been training with me the whole time. I promote her to, to all of her belts and uh, four kids later, too. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Oh, wow. Yeah. We just yeah. had twins last year. Oh, wow. wow. Really? Woo. Yeah. During COVID. <laughs> my wife tells me I'm too old. That I just got married two years ago. My wife says, oh, wow. which she's 10 years younger than me. She says we're too old for kids. Uh -oh. And you just had, what'd you say? Twins at how old are you? Well, she's 38. I'm 52. So yeah. Okay. But I'm not too old. Yeah. You're not too old. Maybe my, I don't know. Yeah. No, that, that's her story that, you know, 
That's we're, her story, though, right? She, so well, she says, we're too old. I'm like, you're 10 years younger than me. Well, can, she is kind of in charge of all this to yes, a degree, right? Yeah, she has, the, she has the, the machine that makes all this. That's what I was going to say. She really makes the magic, yeah. Caffeine. You know, you're just, you know. Give me a second, guys. I want to do some just quick uh, sponsor shout-outs. I've got a couple. I've got one extra today, so bear with me. Uh, we want to shout-out DD214. Got their shirt on. Bo's got one bam, bam, shirt bam. on today, too. Fight, uh, DD2, DD214 Fightwear at DD214 underscore Fightwear on IG. Gear for the war on PTSD. You can get 15% off your online order at dd214bjj.com with code JJD. Huge shout out to Flow and Roll at Flow underscore N underscore Roll on IG. Oh, that's a, yeah, Yeah. that's a fight. Yeah, that's one of his original. He used to, he doesn't uh, carry the fight camp anymore, though. But it's all his original stuff. That's how long I've been a supporter. You were thinking about him, though. Good. Good for you. Come on, Sean. Come on, Sean. (laughs) Uh, Check them out again at Flow underscore N underscore Roll on IG. If you're watching or listening and it's the month of December 2021, no coupon codes this month, but he dropped the prices on everything. Yeah. So the, his price drop is better than the coupon code. So if you're following or you're listening to us after December, any January 2022 and beyond, mm-hmm. use the code JJD. You'll still get your 20% off at flowenroll.com. Yeah. And as always, I can't stress this enough. His T-shirts are awesome. His Dude. no-gi kits... His nogi kits and his geese, the work that he does and the artwork that he does oh, yeah. is amazing. So the check embroidery. out his IG and just you know scroll through and you'll see lots of custom work for Jiff and Jim. So very cool. Thank you to Feito IT and AV, who specialize in commercial and residential automation, security cameras, CCTV. They put in the security system at my house. I love it. It's awesome. He's actually coming by to put another piece in that I asked him for. You might hit uh, him up. Yeah, what's up? Might hit him up for my house. He's awesome. Check them out at feitoitav.com. It's F-E-I-T-O-I-T-A-V.com. Let them know the dummy sent you. Gym owners anywhere in Florida, if you he'll travel the entire state of Florida. If you're if it's time, like with everything that's happened in the jujitsu world in the last year, or what we've heard in the last year, it's new year, new you know time for a new security system. Protect so your check business. it out. Protect your business. Protect your students. Uh, we also want to welcome Troop Welfare Foundation, uh, where uh, we're going to be talking about them throughout the month of, of December and January. They're a relatively new nonprofit. They're dedicated to helping veterans find outlets to cope with PTSD, depression, anxiety, and other mental health issues through martial arts, physical training, and recreational activities. All right. So go check them out on IG at Troop Welfare Foundation and at TroopWelfareFoundation.com. We're going to have a rep from the company on the show probably in January, mm-hmm. and we'll talk to you a little bit more about what they do over the next the next few episodes. All right, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, and share wherever you're watching or listening. If you're watching us on YouTube, don't forget to click the bell, get notifications each time we launch a new uh, episode or video. All right? Hey, everyone. Thanks for watching. If you're enjoying the show, please help us thank our sponsor at Fightback CBD. We couldn't do this without them. Head over to their website at fightbackcbd.com. Check out their growing line of CBD products and find the solution that's right for you. That's fightbackcbd.com. And get 20% off your purchase with discount code JJD. Also, check them out on social media at fightbackcbd. Now back to the show. Very cool. Thank you for being patient, guys. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate it. Uh, So... Let's go. So we were just talking about your wife. Um, you've got four kids. Four kids. Who's doing jujitsu? Not the two-year-old. <laughs> we're, we all do jujitsu. My daughter's 15. She's been training since she was like, you know, basically since she was born. My son's 12. He trains too. And 
even those little babies, like, you know, they're uh, 20 months old this month and uh, they don't, you know, do class and stuff, but we play around at home and wrestle around. And, you know, it, for us, it's like jujitsu is life. It's not like um, we go to jujitsu, you know, we run an academy and we've, and it's kind of been this way for a long time. So I just, you know, for us, like jujitsu is kind of the umbrella in our life. It's always there. Yeah. yeah. That's sweet. So you yeah. guys, so, you know, the play jujitsu, I think the Gracies used to call it like uh, uh-huh. here on and Henry's would say that they, yeah, they would they would play jujitsu with their dad. They never yeah. force them on the mat. If one of yeah, your right, kids said, right, yeah. again, yeah, you know, it's idea. such a big part of your life. But if one of your kids said, I don't really want to do jujitsu, dad, what do you say? You know, like my family, mat, you little son. No, yes, <laughs> you, you have to train. You yeah. Know? Yeah. But it's not like that. It's never been like that with my kids. It's always been, you know. Jiu-jitsu is just always there. And they've always kind of looked at it like that. It's always there for them. You know, my daughter's in high school. Um, and so like this year she's cheerleading for the first time. And so there were some months where she, you know, she didn't train for a while, but then she, you know, when she, and I never said, you know, you need to go to class, you know, there's never pressure like that. Then all of a sudden she's like, I want to go to class tonight. And it's just, you know, whenever she's ready. So it's kind of like, you know, we always have jujitsu in our life and it's always there for us. And that's what I always remind my kids. It's always there for you. And that's how you treat it. And I, and I try to remind my students of that too, that, you know, if you're having a day that's crappy or you're feeling like shit, whatever, like don't punish yourself by not going to jujitsu, like, you know, grab your bag, drag it across the damn parking lot. If you have to walk in the door, you can nod at me. Don't say a word. I won't say a word back to you. Go get changed and come on out. And you know what? Jujitsu is like a recycling factory. It, you guys know, like it just does that. It's almost kind of annoying sometimes. You're just like, I kind of want to be pissed off. And then you come in yeah. and you roll, then you get all that shit out of you, get that energy out, right? Like yeah. you did that energy release, right? Like, yeah. and if you don't have that, if you don't, and mm. once you train jujitsu, then you don't have that for a while, like, like, you yeah. know, going through COVID and stuff, or if you've been through injuries or sickness and stuff like that. Yeah, it sucks when you can't train. And then for other people that don't train, like, I don't know how other people like live and exist. I don't, I don't know what their energy outlet could possibly be because once you experience this stuff, it's like, man, everything else is just like not even close, right? This is the drug. It's bland for sure. Last last night, I had a long day yesterday. I went to train. My wife came home. I'm like, it was just like stretching, massage, gun in my arm, like just getting ready to go to jujitsu. And I really wasn't very talkative and I was just like, hey, babe, you know, how was your day? The normals. Go to jujitsu. I came back. She couldn't get me to shut up. I was just like everything from the day, talking about the day, Christmas is coming, parties, you, you know, feel better, family's coming. Uh, our, our daughter, my stepdaughter, her daughter got accepted to UCF yesterday, uh, NFAU. So, so she's all excited. So we're just like, it was just like, but but right before jujitsu, I was the most tired that I'm ever like at the end of the workday. I'm the most tired I could possibly be. I go to jujitsu, and it was just like. It's like an extra like sketch, you know, it's just like starting over. Yeah, it's like a break in all of the mental momentum and craziness, right? Like if you think about it, like if you're having a shitty day and you stay at home and you you're sort of stay in that mindset and then maybe you go to jujitsu when you're training jujitsu, you're not thinking about that. You're not thinking about your grocery list. You're not thinking about the bad day. You're not thinking nah. about any of that. You're just engaged in the present moment, fully engaged in the present moment. So you have this break in all of this mental momentum that was going on and it starts to dwindle down it puts it back into perspective again right and then when you leave it's like i'm not focused on what i was on the way in the door it's literally like a recycling factory right you leave totally different and you're like damn that's crazy right and that's why i just encourage people like everybody you know like if you're having a bad day like go to jujitsu like don't stay home and feel like shit 
Yeah. No one, you, you know. know side note, UCF, Ricardo Laborio runs some type of on-campus class. Right. Jiu-jitsu. That's cool. It, there's like That's 50, awesome. 60 people every time he, he, he wow. so I already told my daughter, I'm like, I'm going to be up every week yeah, to come we visit go. you to go to take advantage class. of that. Go to the class. I, I also have good <laughs> yeah. news. Yesterday, my wife went to her first gi class. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. We went to, we went together. Three or four of the training yeah. sessions so far, right? Yeah. Three. Yeah. She hasn't said she doesn't like it. <laughs> so that's good. And then the group of girls are really cool. Uh, and you know, they're knowledgeable as well. Yeah. Uh, so, and it's like same class, That's same awesome. time. They have a room for the kids to play in because yeah. we, we got to bring the kids. And my kids do jujitsu too, by the way, Mike. And uh, nice. so they, they're familiar with the space. And then, and the kids' room is a mat too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So they could be doing jujitsu. So it's thing. just like, dude, yeah. It was just like, yeah. dude, we were, so we were putting our geese on in the bedroom. And I was like, I was like, dude, oh, we're, so putting, we're putting our geese <laughs> on together. I was like, yes. <laughs> Yeah. Dude, you're like, I did it. I got her to do this. Yes. My wife told me this week I, that she, once again, that she will never do jujitsu. <laughs> She's oh, like, you're never going to get me on the mat. Don't, yeah, it's, just get it no. out of your head. I'll bring my wife over to your house. She just won't. Uh, she... She's into she's into kickboxing. I I call it dance fighting. To, to sounds to me like she's, she's she does those like raw kick. They call, it's a raw kickboxing. I love the place. Yeah, nice. I've gone awesome. with her. But it's you know the hitting the bag, the exercise, yeah. you do squats. You know, like a kind of a mini yeah, crossfit yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of thing. That, you that's can what share, she loves. You can share it in other ways. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can share it in other ways with her. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it doesn't have to be like necessarily doing jujitsu. Every yeah. now and then show her a little move or something. You know what I mean? Like, hey, yeah. come here, baby, let me show you something cool. Yeah. That's, that's all I do. Right? You, you'd think that would work. No. <laughs> that's what I've been doing, she's man. A, she's a delicate little flower. Just wrist, uh, I, wrist, I wrist lock my wife in bed. I say she's oh. a delicate little flower, but she keeps on sending me. There's a video right now. It's it's. I think it's an old movie. There's a guy sleeping and the wife comes over and jumps on the bed and punches him in the face while he's sleeping, and then she <laughs> pretends that she's sleeping. Have you seen that? Oh, that shit. I mean, and then she pretends she's sleeping, and he wakes up like, "What the hell happened?" And she's like, "Oh no, what's going on, honey? What's up?" Yeah. <laughs> she keeps on sending me that, yeah. so I'm getting a little nervous. Yeah, you hey, should man. be nervous. You should be concerned. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's crazy. So let, let's let's circle back now to the the, sure. the the BJJ After Forty brand. Yeah, how did this come about? You know, when did you start? Give us some background. So like, that was kind of like probably, I think I probably set up the first, like my Facebook or whatever for that, like back in like 2012, but it wasn't like anything at all at first. It was just literally like me putting memes up and like, you know, reposting other people's memes. I wasn't, there were no, there was no content with me. Was there, was nothing, there was, well, there's literally nothing with me in it at all. And yeah. it was really, there was no brand or logo, nothing like that. Um, and kind of what happened was, um, 2014, I got my black belt and that's that July, that summer, they actually July 8th of 2014, I put my first video on YouTube and it was a ninja roll choke video where I'd wrap my lapel around their neck and roll. Um, and it was a bunch of, a couple of students and friends and stuff were like, yeah, you should put a video online. And I was like, I don't know. That's not really me. And I was like, I don't know. People probably talk shit or whatever. Um, 100%. but I did it and you know, <laughs> it's, so I put it up and you know, some people liked it and stuff. So I put a few more videos up and. And then all of a sudden the BJJ after 40 things started kind of evolving and I started kind of, you know, putting a lot more video content out and it's kind of grown a lot. We have the, a Facebook site that ha has like 134,000 uh, subscribers on there. And then we have our Instagram and then we also have our, our YouTube channel. So, you know, and it continues. I, I put content out and I have instructionals and stuff like that. And I just love uh, 
sharing jujitsu with the community. And I love hearing other people that are, you know, 40 plus starting jujitsu. And now it's, I get people that are texting me all the time that are like 50 plus, 60 plus, and even older than that, that are doing jujitsu. And that's, that's the reward for me is seeing, you know, more and more people getting involved in the art and seeing people my age, you know, I always used to think that like, you know, when I was in my early forties, if, if my mom had been 40 years old and she wanted to start jujitsu, would I feel comfortable with her walking into an academy that I trained at? Wow, that's a good perspective. Uh, hell no. Probably not. Uh, no, absolutely. my mom would get her ass kicked. Yeah. And I remember my mom at like 40 being like, she went to the gym and stuff and she yeah. still works out. She's 73 now. But like when she was 40, I remember her being in good shape. And I thought like, man, I don't even think my dad at 40 would have been okay. Like, and he was like an athletic guy, like played sports his whole life. I don't, wouldn't have felt okay with him going into a jujitsu school. I would have definitely thought he would have gotten hurt. So, so part of like the BJJ after 40 was how can I create a path for people at 40 that can train in jujitsu in a safe way um, and, and respecting the limits of their age too. Yeah. And right, shit, my mother, I, I made my, my mother, uh, she was a grandmother at 40. I had yeah. my first kid that just turned 20. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Wow. I'm still yeah, getting I, my mom to try and remember the name of the thing that I do. <laughs> right. Listen, I, I think my mom <laughs> still thinks know? I do karate. So my mom still thinks I do karate. So yeah. My mom thinks I do jujitsu. <laughs> I, I still don't. I, I don't even try to correct people anymore. I, I, just, I, I go just with my, it. You know, our, our uh, my coach now, his former coach, um, he just says like if somebody calls and says, "Do you do karate there?" He's like, yeah, yeah, come on in. Yeah, they don't know. They're calling. They're that they're is... saying karate and they're they're really saying all martial arts. You know, and they're like, just throwing it all together. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I I take that approach now. I'm just like it's like oh you know the high yacht thing and I'm like yeah you know yeah. I do a little bit more. Yeah. I just say, I do a little bit more of the ground fighting. You know that's you know you know the you ground karate. See that stuff on the, on the yes. ground. You know I do, that's yeah, what I do. Karate. And then they go oh yeah you know you say USC in the ground stuff. Uh, oh, when yeah. they're hugging each other, right on the yeah. floor. Yep, you know? that's the one they're hugging. <laughs> Grab ass. My Grab father. Ass. My father has. It's. It. My love of all of this came from watching boxing with my dad. I could not get him to watch an MMA fight when I first started to get into it. Yeah. But me, my friends, my dad, and his friends, we would get together for all the big boxing matches. We like all the big pay per views. Awesome. We'd go to everybody like hosted one like a fight, and now and he re, he just I left him alone. I didn't ask him, you know, I just stopped going to the boxings and, and, you know, friends moved and got married and I just started watching the UFC and, and now he's into it. He's like, he's telling me about Dana White's contender series nice. and who's on it. Oh, that's and funny. like, you didn't, he's just like, what kind <laughs> of fan are you? You're not watching this stuff. And I'm yeah. like that between work, the podcast and me having to know stuff about jujitsu in your life. I can't, it's, it's like, I have to study just to talk about that. Yes. You know, it's like, yeah. there's so much that's like coming at you. I like, I still watch the big fights, but he's now the guy that's telling me about the up and comers. And he, I, I told I'm, him I'm to like watch that, your boy, you know, yeah. uh, your boy that was on the contender series. Oh, okay. Juan, yeah, Juan, Juan, Puerta. Juan Puerta. Yeah. I told him to watch. I'm like, watch it tonight. I'm going to be, wa and I didn't get to watch it. And yep. they're telling me about the fight and you know, yeah. but you know, so, Let's. Uh, we got a couple of listener questions. You want to? We're oh, going sure. to hit you with the listener question. We're going to jump around a little bit, but but I'll let Miguel uh, hit you with the first one. All right. So the first question is from Bushito Satva on Facebook. Was it Bush uh, Bushito Satva? Satva. Satva. Yeah. Okay. I did my best. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> when you thought of quitting BJJ, as most of us do at some point, what have you used to keep yourself on the path? Well, that's a good question because I definitely had a few points where I was very, very close to quitting. Um, 
you know, most people know I was a brown belt for 13 years, which Oof. is a, an absurd <laughs> amount of time to be at one belt. You so, that you know, extended plan, huh? <laughs> yeah. Like, and I, you know, and I was on, I started out on the fast track and then went on the extended plan. Like I was, you know, I started in 96. I had my brown belt in 2001. Um, and they got my black belt in 2014. Oh, people always say, what, you, what, what was, what's the story in those 13 years? Yeah. And so people always ask, were you training? Yeah, I was training. It was a bunch of things that, you know, I'd relocated a bunch of times and moved. Um, so switching jujitsu instructors, as you guys know, like is very challenging because, and, and, and as it should be, like, I don't, I'm not comfortable with somebody walking into my academy and promoting them right away. Like there needs to be some kind of tenure. There needs to be a relationship that gets built up. So I totally understand that. So I was never opposed to that, but that kind of works against you. Um, so there was the moving, there was relocating, there was, you know, I had a lot of depression too. Um, and so the depression kind of like, you know, it was waves of that, you know, you know, sometimes those highs and lows where jujitsu feels really good, then, you know, you want to quit and then really high and then really low. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and so for me, yeah, there was a lot of the, lot of moments of wanting to quit. I think what really like the things that really shifted for me was, you know, at the, at the time I wanted to quit when I was like 42, my my kids were, my daughter was training at the time and my wife. So there was sort of this like mental pressure that like, man, what kind of example would I be setting for my kids if I quit? Like I really need to, needed to decide at some point, like, am I going to chase that black belt and get that black belt? Or am I really going to quit? You know, because after 13 years, you know, at about year 11, you're kind of like, fuck, man, I don't know that I'm ever going to be a black belt. Yeah. You know, and so you're just, and you almost, I, I got to the point too, where I kind of had, had accepted that. Like I'd make jokes about it. People meet you and they're like, oh, you're a brown belt. How long have you been a brown belt? Oh, I've been a brown belt for 10 years. I'm going to be a brown belt forever. I don't need yeah. a black belt. You know, stuff would like you, that. So that's sort of, go ahead. Oh, would your, would your game change? Cause I mean, you were a brown belt for so long that I'm sure you went through so many different progressions because I mean, who cares about a belt time is time, especially time on the mat. Like, so like when you would be like, okay and accepting that that you didn't care about your fate you just like loved the sport and you were like happy your yeah. game then versus like on your lows when you said like would your game change i feel like my you know what's funny now like i, I just talked about this on a video recently i feel like you know i've been a, a black belt for so, so 2014 and 2000 was 21 so or yeah seven Almost years yeah yeah whatever i'm no i can't even remember what year it is it's like are we 22 21 <laughs> Almost um, seven years now is a black belt right I've progressed way more in the last seven years as a black belt than I ever did in that 13 years as a brown belt. I say by, by tenfold, a millionfold, just because I feel like I understand the art at a much deeper level now as a black belt. My games evolve so much more. When I think of specific techniques now, there's just so much, so much more to it than there was, you know, a few years ago even. Do you think that there's a little part of this? Because I'm, I'm feeling this now. I mean, definitely not to the level that, that you, you'd probably feel it, but I feel that as a brown belt now, new brown belt, just got it. Yeah. A certain level of responsibility to be better. Yeah, of course. You know, the expectation is different. I've always loved and to teach. One, be. Besides doing jujitsu, one of the other things that I love to do is teaching people jujitsu. And I don't yeah. mean like coaching, but grabbing that white belt, that new white belt sharing and, and showing yeah, you close guard and sharing, sharing it. But, you know, I, I feel like for me now, I have to pay attention a little bit more. I'm yeah. doing more on my own. I'm going back to like when I was a white belt, watching more videos and educating myself and feeding my mind Bam, back in the yeah, game, becoming yeah. a better teacher. So that, quitting that's my job, helped. <laughs> quitting my full-time job and opening my own business again, helped. But, but I feel like I, I that's a big reason why I'm like now, you know, people are going to look at me differently. I may not be able to beat, beat the young kids and like the, the purple belt Alex's anymore. Who's a beast now. 
But he's been a beast for a while. There's but. a certain <laughs> amount. I just think there's a certain amount of responsibility that goes along with that, and I want to live up to that responsibility as a brown belt. And so and so, your professors did a really really good job because you're exactly where you should be right now. Like you're exactly how I envision brown belt. You know, it's that you know, purple belt is like a teenager, right? They have all of the uh, all of the the all of the accessibility of an adult, right? Like, but they don't have all of the experience yet, right? So they can do everything an adult can do, but they don't have the experience yet, right? So they can do footlocks now, they can do all these cool moves. So purple belts are kind of wild and crazy, like they're your teenagers, right? Like they're kind of nuts. And that's where they need to be. That's where they start to develop the sense of me. And that's important. As a teenager, you think of your teenager. I think of my daughter right now. She's really developing that sense of who she's going to be as an adult, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what a purple belt is. I'm developing who I'm going to be as an adult, which is where you are right now. You're an adult now. You're a brown belt. You're a senior student. You're feeling that right now for the first time. Like, yeah, man, like I have to act like a brown belt. Like people are kind of looking up to me now. And I want to, and that's you actually preparing yourself for black belt. And black belt to me is passing the art on, like the complete art. So like my goal for my students when I, and I've only promoted my wife, it's my only black belt I've ever promoted yet. But yeah. my, my, my plan though is with my students, I wanna give them the complete art. So if they were gonna pass that art, I'm not like their necessarily their version of it, right? Like their version of it, but the complete art too, in terms of like, can they pass this on to the next, the next generation, right? So that's, yeah, so that's awesome that you're feeling that right now because that's kind of where you're supposed to be. Cool. There you go. There you go. Shit. He said that. He's a black belt. I'm a blue belt. And you're a brand new brown belt. That's awesome. Congratulations, dude. That's sick. Thank you, man. Hey, Bo, I'm a blue belt, bro. On the last one, you promoted me. I just got promoted last podcast for fake. I said Miguel purple belt. Oh, did it? Yeah. Uh, I was like, yeah. I'm the cool one. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't even notice that. <laughs> I usually pick up on that stuff. That's what, that's my job to review that stuff. I guess I'm opening a school hey, just, now. Thanks. Thanks. Means a lot. Just want to say. All right. Uh, next question. Okay. So, and this is, we actually got a, uh, like a bunch of good questions from, from two different, uh, two nice. different people. Uh, so how have you managed to reconcile a flow lifestyle of compassion and care for others? with the realities of doing potential harm to others if you would have to use your BJJ in a conflict or in a self-defense situation? Yeah, that's a good question. So, like, I think there's a, I think when you first start jiu-jitsu, a lot of people are really focused on self-defense, and they should be. I think that's, you know, you always hear that uh, the first two years of jiu-jitsu is trying to beat the person on the streets, and the rest of your life you're trying to beat someone who really understands the art. So, yeah. like, I think you get to a point where, you understand jujitsu and you don't carry the burden of self-defense anymore. Like I don't carry that burden. Like I'm not worried about that. I'm not like walking around freaking out all the time. You know what I mean? So like I've had people come to you. I remember this one guy years ago messaged me and he wanted to learn, you know, self-defense. And like, so like he wanted to do private lessons. So he'd come to every lesson, like wanted to wear like street clothes and doing all this like weird stuff. Then he wanted me to come and attack him in his life at some point. Like literally he wanted, (laughs) no, I'm not kidding. Like like he wanted me. Right. Dude, he wanted me to come and attack him. Surprise. Like he wanted me to like pick a month or a week and like literally like go like stalk him and try to attack him. I like right? that. I like that guy. Right. I That's like some that guy. Stuff. That sounds yeah. like something to get. I didn't even know that was an option. To do. I would sign so up you're for like, that. Yeah. So you could be that guy, right? You might want to be, but yeah, but that, that guy, like, like that guy carries a burden, right? That guy carries a pretty big burden around. Like he's literally living his life like in constant like agitation and fear, right? So I think that like when you train for a while, like once you get to level, you have brown belt, right? And even at blue belt, like once you get your blue belt, I think you can kind of start to let go of that a little bit, like not 
not focused on like the self-defense aspect of it and not having to focus on it. Like you can live for me, like a life of flow, a life of not like worried about like, you know, people attacking me and killing me all the time. (laughs) I I call that the the quiet confidence that comes along with knowing how to defend yourself, regardless of the martial art you're in. Um, I definitely think, you know, knowing how to use your hands and jujitsu is a good combination. So like Muay Thai or kickboxing and jujitsu, but there comes a point where, you know, look, when I, even into my thirties, me and my friends would go out, cause a little trouble, want to get into scuffles, you know, be, we were, we were assholes. And that, as I, when I started to train jujitsu, that just went away. You start to realize number one, you start to go, oh shit, how many other people that I didn't know that I didn't realize they trained jujitsu. Like you don't know who else is training. Yeah. Like, Oh shit. There right? are other yeah. people that know this. Russian roulette. I got to be careful. <laughs> then there, then it, then it goes to, well, I don't want to hurt anybody. Now right. that I know what I'm doing, I'm starting to know what I do. I don't want to hurt anybody. You know anybody. what it feels like to get And then you too, just yeah. don't want to be bothered. You're like, yeah. I don't want to, I don't even want to be bothered. I want to be, but then there's again, I think a quiet confidence that comes along with it. Like I, I can totally protect agree. myself. I don't have to worry so much. Yeah. yeah. You know, totally because right. I know how to protect myself and look, you know, I, I can't stop a bullet, but, I know how to defend myself and I feel comfortable in any situation, but you know, not like I think the guy that you're talking about, there's gotta be a point that I don't know if he still trains with you or, or continued to train. No, that would go, you know, that would go away if he started to train and he realized, okay, I'm being silly about this. Yeah. You know, there's this yeah. whole other side, these doors that open up for you. And then you're really learning different. about the yeah. art and, and the lifestyle. I had a recent one and I didn't know until you said something, how to like articulate it. And like my new goal, like I know, like I know I'm I'm kind of strong, right? Like <laughs> towards some people, like yeah. And uh, but to others, like you know, my strength. What do you, is, what do you mean that you're no you're rolling? You're, yeah, you're, when you're I'm rolling. So like so like what he said about like first couple of years, how to protect yourself. Next, how to beat somebody that knows what they're doing. I feel like I'm starting to get that in the sense of like I know that I'm stronger than a higher belt. That's really good technically, but I could goon them if I really wanted to. I know I could, but, but you don't, I don't because when I, if I get them or I like do something that that person wasn't expecting, I know when they go, Oh shit. Or like, hell yeah. Way to go. Yeah. I know they mean it. Cause they know I didn't goon it. And it's more fulfilling and for you. Because too, you, to not you feel somebody's you. strength when you roll with somebody, you feel them. Yeah. So as soon as you feel them, you're like, Oh shit. Or yeah. you're like, Oh, okay. You know? Yeah. And so, like, I know, and that got the person that I'm rolling with, they have way more experience. Yeah. So the, I know they know that when I did it for real, it wasn't, I didn't goon it. Like, it worked. I caught him. So that guy, Mike, that guy doesn't train, that guy didn't train with you for long? No, you know, the funny thing is he actually started doing jujitsu. So actually, yeah. eventually he did kind of, <laughs> yeah. I kind of, you know, I entertained that shit for a while, like for, you know, for a month, you know what I mean? To, to eventually get him in again. Actually, he ended up getting his blue belt and this was at a different academy. So I don't know whatever became of him, but like he definitely started out in this very weird, strange mindset. And, you know, and there's people out there like that, you know what I mean? It's so, you know, yeah. A lot of ways to grow up. Yeah, there are. <laughs> you want to hit that next you, question? Uh, do I do the, the same, the same, yeah, the same guy, the, okay. yeah, the how do I just want to shout out to this guy. Cause his grammar, it, yeah, his, his or her <laughs> grammar. <laughs> I, I, mean, cor- I corrected a few little things. There. Okay. Uh, not much. Uh, very well <laughs> phrased. Uh, how do you stay supportive of your partner's BJJ's journey, uh, especially when they don't seem to care as much about it as you do? Maybe in the beginning stages for some of their journey. Well, that's a good one because, you know, my wife and I, you know, we've trained together all the way through. 
And so when she started jujitsu, I was a brown belt <laughs> and she was a white belt. And so I saw her go through all of the ranks. And, you know, for us, it was like this for a very long time. You know, I was here and she was here. And then little by little, she closed that gap. And, and we definitely had our ups and downs with our training. I remember some, and we, and we tend to roll pretty hard with each other. Like we roll harder with each other than probably we roll with anybody else. Like people watch us roll and they're like, whoa, but we, but we never hurt each other, like physically or mentally. Right. And that's kind of the key right there, physically or mentally. So part of being supportive of your partner training, um, is being like a good friend to them. Cause what I've seen in the past is most, you know, husband and wives that train together are not good partners in class together. I've seen very few people that can really pull that off. And the reason they can is because the boundaries are different. You would never talk to another student in class, maybe the way you talk to each other. And, you know, and I've seen guys sometimes can be kind of maybe hard on their wives when they're training, you know, like it, it, not in like, they don't mean to, they really have their best interest in mind. Like they want that's them to why be good. Like, from a protective yeah. standpoint. Yeah. Like I want to help you. I want to get you. But sometimes I think you just got to stand back and just let them have their own experience. Right. Like don't try to like, control and micromanage your partner's experience. Um, so let them have their own experience on the mat. And then the other really big thing is you got it. And this is a good one for you because your wife's just starting. Yeah. Like treat, treat your class together when you train together, like date night. Yeah. It's not fight night. Like never fight each other. Like when Dude. you guys roll with each other, it should be like, you know, shits and giggles. Like you're laughing and it's fun. Oh yeah, baby. This is a good time. If you want to have the hard rolls, go have those with somebody else. Like, yeah. Don't, don't feel like your job's to chest your wife now and put your form on her face. And yeah. Like, yeah no. baby, no, you have you rolled with her yet? Mean? Have you no, rolled with her or no. done any, uh, even at home? Like, I haven't. I mean, at home, I'm not going to share that information. With you. Uh, <laughs> Kicking his ass. <laughs> um, no, I haven't. And I'm, I'm already on that train. Like, yeah. Dude, yeah. I'm, so I'm for the, the yes. Yeah, so I hope that she doesn't go hard on me because I'm like there I can't you go, wait. Right? Like, I already got some things that I got planned out, you know. <laughs> so listen, my wife and I like we had you know forever like I had to I had to manage the roles to a degree, right? Like I was always trying to like you know just and this is how you roll with anybody who's less experienced than you. You make for it sure. challenging, you make it challenging, but not impossible. Yes, right. So I would always try to manage those roles, but then it got to a point where I couldn't do that anymore. That all of a sudden my wife was like kind of hard to roll with. And then it got to a point a couple of years ago, I remember the first time it like really hit me. So she likes to do a lot of lapel chokes, right? So <laughs> we're rolling and she gets a lapel around my neck and I'm just kind of like not fully respecting it, but like a little bit. And I went to kind of like, kind of arrogantly roll in some other direction and I rolled right into the choke, like deeper. Boom, I pass out, right? Like bad, like I went out got cold him. and I'm laying there for a minute. And it's kind of funny because I pop up and she's like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, that was so weird. I fell asleep when we were rolling. <laughs> and, and it's kind of funny because the school we were in, they had a security camera. So we watched the video later and you start pulling out the lapel. And she's like, you didn't fall asleep. I put you out. And I was like, no, 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 baby. I, I literally fell asleep. Like I remember we were rolling and like, I don't know, I got kind of sleepy and I dozed off, I think. And when you say that, when I say yeah. it now, it sounds insane, right? Like, well, that's yeah. crazy. But that's how it felt. Like, have you guys ever been put asleep or anything like that? I have not. No. Not yet. I've come close. Like I, I've, you know, I've seen the room get smaller. You know? Well, yeah, this room got real <laughs> small real quick. Yeah. So I went, like, completely out. You know what I mean? Like, it was bad to the point where, like, I had a headache for, like, two days. Wow. But, yeah, so. So that was, a, I guess, yeah. So the, the it eventually evened itself out. <laughs> you ever have a point? I know we had a we had a couple on that talked about sometimes when they're uh, their husband wife team. Erin uh, Harp, she's she competes incredible um, cardio. And, and Luis Mata, they they're married. They had they own uh, Apollo. 
Yeah, it's Apollo. Uh, uh, it's up in in like past Jupiter, way up. There. I feel bad that oh, Gracie Apollo, Gracie yeah. Apollo Beach okay. in uh, in North Florida, and they talked about sometimes when they're mad at at each other at the house. Rolling with each other in the gym kind of helps oh, yeah. work it out. Oh, not yeah. like We've getting it, it's not even just about like getting out the anger. It's just like, all right, let's roll. And then you kind of like you said, it, you go from here to here. You start to forget. Yeah. You start to push it down and go. Eh, it's not really that big. Oh, we definitely had that. We've even had like the rolling in anger. Like where yeah. we were kind of at yeah. each other and we're like, just don't say anything. Just start rolling. And, you know, and we de- and it definitely kind of works that out. Not like but we weren't rolling, like being mean with our anger with the roll. Like maybe we're going going to the roll like angry at each other, you know, or yeah. a disagreement or something. But then the rolling sort of like, you know, like we talked about earlier, it has that way of just taking the ass and getting it back down to here again. And it just does, you know, then do you have and a so, makeup, you know, roll? a makeup roll. Yeah. That's you a have a makeup roll afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one too, right? Angry roll, makeup roll. You save those for home though. And then you save the makeup, makeup roll. <laughs> yeah. Home, I know. Right? Yeah. 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 No, key, no, key, no, key. no, 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 yeah. no, 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 <laughs> big time. No, <nogi. laughs> all right. We've got another question from okay. uh, Jamie JT Torres. I don't think it's the JT Torres. Uh, that's uh, AJ that Torres. Uh, AJ Torres. Yes. I hope it is. <laughs> if you could roll with any BJJ legend past or present, who would it be and why? Mm. I don't know. Like it would definitely probably be someone more like from the the Japanese lineage, honestly, like, you know, I'd love to go back further than, you know, maybe Maeda, honestly, yeah. like my, you know, I read Maeda's book. It's, he was, uh, I don't, it's, what is it called? Uh, the toughest man that ever lived. Totally awesome book. Like great it's a title. great little book. Yeah. It's a great book. It's, it's kind of written like a novel and it's about his life and it's really, really cool. So I think Maeda would be pretty awesome. Because one of the things with Maeda was that he was double jointed. Most people don't know that. Really? He was double jointed, so he couldn't really be armbarred. Cheater. Which is oh, kind of wow. weird, right? Yeah. But the armbar was one of his moves too. Like the armbar was kind of his main move. So I think Maeda would would have been interesting for sure. Do you watch? You know, are you a consumer of jujitsu, like flow grappling and competitions? Do you watch that stuff? Not really. Not much anymore. Like it's yeah. kind of funny. Like I don't. I don't follow a lot of it anymore. It's kind of funny because I think my YouTube algorithm thinks I hate jujitsu. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Instagram does too because I don't really follow anybody. Like mostly because I like having to keep my feed kind of clean. I just don't want to read a lot of stuff really. And whenever jujitsu comes up, I'm always like not interested. Not interested. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'm so overwhelmed by it all the time. I guess, you know what, I've kind of to the point now, right? It's not that I don't like other people's stuff or respect it or anything like that. I'm just, I don't know, I'm kind of not interested in it that much, you know? And phase. I kind of like just staying in my own like kind of mind with my jujitsu. There's enough, I get enough jujitsu from like just teaching, honestly. Like I could pick one move that, you know, right now we're knee deep in the triangles. I just put out a, a new instructional called I Love Triangles. <laughs> and so I'm like... Yeah, yeah, knee deep, literally. Like yeah. I love, you know, tri- triangles is my whole world. Like I always joke about it. Like I did that instructional kind of as my freaking ode to triangles because it's like my love affair. Like it's, you know, and I'm built for it and I love triangles. But part of what I wanted to do with that instructional was to bring it down to people that maybe can't always do triangles. Maybe their triangles are locked like this instead of like Foley, right? So I address in this triangle. You've seen some video of me rolling, huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, like, I call it the triangle dilemma. I call it the triangle dilemma. And the dilemma with the triangle is that when you go to teach it in a class, you're going to have some people with short legs. You're yeah. going to have some people with long legs that fit really nicely and some people that it's really hard for them. So how do you teach a triangle to them? So in that instructional, I really kind of address that, you know, the triangle dilemma. Um, 
Well, I, what was the original I, question? I'm sorry. So we're like, do you are you a consumer of jujitsu? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. sorry, sorry, sorry. So I so I'm really not that much because yeah, because mostly like when I'm teaching a move, like when we're teaching triangles right now, there's so much that's coming back to me just from teaching it, like just showing it to my students. I'm like, oh my god, there's this, there's that, and this detail. And then sometimes when I'm teaching a move, I'll like, I'll say, hold on a sec. Let me just grapple with somebody right now and try this move for a little bit. Cause it's interesting. There's what you do when you teach. And then there's what you do when you do, do you follow what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. it's different, right? Like yeah. I bet when you roll and actually do your moves, there's a lot of little tiny details that you don't even probably think about that your body's just so used to doing. So I'm always trying to dial that in too. Like what does my body actually do instinctively versus what, I consciously think I do. The invisible jujitsu, I think, right? Uh, right. That Hickson, exactly yeah. what Hickson, Hickson calls, it. Yeah. calls it, right? I got yeah. the opposite of that. You know, like I, I it's funny because sometimes <laughs> I'll drill. Yeah. Sometimes I'll drill and I'll and like I said before, I'm like, oh, I remember like, yeah. oh wow, I gotta put my foot there. But when I'm doing it in a roll, I I do it. It may not look real pretty, but I, I'm doing it and I get there, but I'm not thinking so much about okay, where did I put my foot and where's my hand supposed to be and my Elbow needs yeah, to be close there's to so much knee, subtleties, you know? right? Yeah, I still yeah, get, I still get subtleties. there, you know. But I mean, the drill, you know, drilling is important. But yeah, uh, yeah I, 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 I realize that about myself. It's like I'm, I'm, I'm still gonna get there, but I don't, I don't put a lot of thought into the motion. I guess you know, right. it's like uh, I, I love the lockdown, and I just wind up all of a sudden somebody's attacking me, and I'm in the lockdown, like. I don't know all the intricacies of how I get there. And if I had to explain it to somebody, I'd really have to see like a video of myself doing it. But I get there yeah. and everybody hates me for getting to that. It lockdown. doesn't feel good. <laughs> right, right, right. I felt it. Yeah. It's not good. It's not. It's no bueno. You know, uh, we uh, we had Robert Drysdale on recently and he said, yeah. you know, talking about like consuming jujitsu outside ah. of doing jujitsu, he's just like, it's like if you went to an accountant and asked him to look like these numbers or, you know, you ask a, an attorney a legal question on a weekend while he's out at dinner. Like, you know, <laughs> you, you're so immersed in jujitsu. Yeah. You're putting out content. You're training. You're yeah. going to school. You love it. You've got it. It's it's everything that your family, you know, you said, right? It's it's like it's yeah, you have to have you have to have a time to to kind of turn it off a little bit. Yeah. And my, my wife and I, we work, we try to be conscious of that. So our big thing is no talking about our academy after 10 p.m. Oh, really? So we shut we shut that off because yeah. that's business. Like that's our that's our day to day life. But you know, jujitsu will will continue talking about, and I and I love talking about it with my wife. It's so dope to have like a fellow black belt at home to share jujitsu with and talk about it with and talk about our our experiences and like truly share that with. Preach. I feel like so honored to have that, you know. <laughs> so jealous. and you're gonna have this someday, Miguel. Screw <laughs> you both. I'm leaving. You just have to it. No, but it's dope I, to have that. I, yeah. I just want to say I'm on the opposite side of the fence right now. True fanboy, don't stop sending me posts. <laughs> if you see a sick choke, no. ship I it. I love it. I, I definitely. I went on like a a flow grappling tear it's, for months, and now I'm just back to, like, you know, I like I'll like I listen to a podcast that you were on, like cool. driving down or like in the background yeah, sure. while I'm working, you know, like that. I, I'm more like I, I'm the consuming my jujitsu consumption now is a little bit more about the guests because we went from yeah. one we we were doing two podcasts a month, we went to doing three or four. We're trying to do wow. one a week. Yeah, nice. so my. I can't just sit there and watch oh, the latest move or instructional. I'm like studying for the next guest. Yeah. You know, so, but, but I might, but but I might watch your instructional. Well. I'll listen to yeah. a podcast that you were on. Yeah. I want to get to know you so that when we do sit down, like, okay, I've 
you know, I feel like I know you a little bit and it's not so yeah. like, hey, stranger, how are you? And, you know, <laughs> so, you know, I know, you know, so I'm, I'm doing my research more. So and, and I'm fine with that as as long as I'm Dude, surrounded by jujitsu, I don't care. Podcast. Yeah. But I'm saying, as long counts. as I'm surrounded I'm counts, by jujitsu, yeah. I'm happy. Yeah. Whether I'm doing it or talking life, about it. Right? You know? Yeah, man. Yeah. Umbrella is good. I named, you know, the Black Belt Digital Marketing is my company. If, yeah. if anybody didn't nice. know, you know, we have them as a as a title sponsor. I mean, I name, you know, the the logo has the jujitsu belt in it. And yeah. a black belt, you know, I aspire to be that. I'm a brown belt yeah. in jujitsu. I'm a black belt at marketing is what I like to say. But, I give that to you. You know, I... I, you know, uh, yeah, even my world outside of jiu-jitsu some, in some way, shape, or form ties back into this. So I just love it. It's not a phase, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's an addiction. We've got our, our last yeah. listener question, and then All we've right. still got Go some more it. stuff for you, but but nice. this is the last listener question from JJ. AJT Torres. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on making BJJ as part of kids' regular schools curriculum in their physical education classes? Oh, that's a good question. Well, that's interesting. I don't I like that, that you know, they good. do that in like in the in the United Arab Emirates, right? Isn't it? It's like let it ride, bro. Yeah. I say let's go. Yeah. Teach him what hands feels like. <laughs> no, I think it could be really good. You know, that could be a great thing. You know, jujitsu for everyone, right? Like it's yeah. always good for kids. Like I think, I think you know, kids should have some exposure to it. Mm-hmm. I think it could. You know, how could that possibly be a bad thing? Um, yeah, that's a great idea. I, I, I just don't know that if you know schools in the U.S. Dude. No, it'll never happen. Yeah. But yeah. it's a cool idea. I just yeah. wish it would happen. I just don't yeah. think it probably will. So it's so hard to you know, it's so hard to get anything into a school anymore, right? Like yeah. Yeah. The, the amount of hoops that you have to jump through and something that's so physical it would be hard to do. Um, but it would be a cool thing if it could ever happen. You, you know? need one video bro, of hey, one bro. kid passing out, to, and then, to be honest, and that's what I that's my over. concern, right? Is yeah. that how do you how do you manage that and control that? Because that you know, that's, that's a little bit of a challenge just day to day running your own academy. Like we're giving kids like, you know, they're mm-hmm. playing with fire. And so our job has to be like, how can we teach them to respect that? Too? Hey, stop you know? yeah. Right. Like my, my own children at home, right. My daughter and my son have been able to use the stove and prepare food since they were like very young, Same. like five years old, six years old. I'm not even kidding. And we've taught them from a very, at a very young age to respect fire and heat. I, when I was a kid, no one really taught me that. I was the naughty kid in the car, like playing with matches and fucking around with the cigarette adapter and shit and burning real, shit. Real talk. The right? You were that guy too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I, I used to play with terrible. matches in the basement. Yo, My parents one time, would want to kill me. Yo, one time, <laughs> I, 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 we were riding with the windows down because back in the day, that's what you did. And <laughs> and uh, I learned that if you tap on the car and you match the, the rev of what the wheel would be, then... The, my parent would think they had a flat tire. So oh, I stick my hand out and I'd be like, when we start taking off, I'd be like, pop, 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 pop. You're, you're evil. You're an evil Bro. man. <laughs> I, we had a, uh, a, we had a, a wood pile, you know, I grew up in New York and you have a fireplace. Yeah. Uh, we had a wood pile way back in the, in the backyard. So I used to take styrofoam and plastic cups. Oh my God. Back there. Napalm. <laughs> breathe all that in. And, oh, and dude, I remember burning that kind of stuff, dude. stuff. Yeah, dude, I remember going in my bedroom and burning moose, hair moose, moose. They make blue flames. Yeah, Yeah, hair moose. (laughs) You take my mom's moose and burn it. I gotta try that one, dude. It's crazy, right? Yeah. (laughs) So the point there being that, like, like fire's good. Yeah, (laughs) fire's well, but teach them to respect it, right? Like, just like if you think like it's like footlocks, right? Like we can. I teach a lot of, you know, I don't, I don't like a lot of heel hooks. Like, you know, I don't like that stuff with the gi, obviously. Like, I think it's dangerous with the gi. No gi, it's okay. But, I, you know, and I have a very managed 
built manageable environment here where like, you know, I'm seeing my students, like we have small classes, so it's a little bit safer, but like, I also like to introduce that stuff early in their training. I don't want to save and have them fear it. Like it's like fire when you're 18, you can have your first match. Right. Like now I want to teach them that stuff early on so that they can respect it and, you know, not hurt each other doing it. When eventually they get to that point where we can give them that in their training, they're already prepared for it. What what belt belt rank are you teaching? Like foot locks, uh, you know, heel hooks, leg locks. I don't, I honestly, we we only, we actually, we're pretty much like a gi school. We have one no gi class a week. I like no gi, but I really, I I prefer jujitsu with the gi on just as a person, you know, um, I think it's I think it's great for self defense that way. I think it's a good way to learn jujitsu. I think you learn the grips the right way. I think it's just a, a good way to learn jujitsu. So I don't teach a whole lot of heel hooks and all that, um, but I teach guys toe holds. But and if they do heel hooks, my colored belts, which is where we keep it, um, we kind of flow through it. We don't. I don't like students tapping people out with it. Like, yeah. I don't want to see people tap into heel hooks and toe holds. Like Oof. if you get a heel hook, you're just moving through it. You know what okay. I mean? You're not like real. Because what's beyond this? What's yeah, beyond tap. this? Yeah. 100%, 100% a tap. tap. Like yeah. my arm, my arm right here goes about like that. Anything beyond this yeah. is going to probably be traumatic to my elbow. So like in this environment here, like I want people to be super, super safe with their training, you know? Yeah. So we will introduce a lot of that stuff early, but in really safe ways where they're not, they're not trying to like tap people out. They're not trying to fight through it with an ego. But They like, know they really got just, got. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You just like you that. keep moving through it. Like, what are you arguing about possibly, right? I know. Do you yeah. want him to fish it? Do you want him to finish it? Like, I'll you know say what I, mean? I know I roll with people like that and I'll just be like, tap, keep going. Yeah. Like I love wrist locks, but I'm not trying to make my students tap to them. And same thing with if they get me in a wrist, like we kind of laugh through it a little bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I had a I had a white belt. We wound up like I had him in banana like a split? half guard. And, well, no, because I did I didn't have the lockdown in, but I had his leg here. And, it's called deep half. And but I had his foot right here, and I all I had to do was like roll over for a knee bar. And he's a white belt. Yeah. yeah. So I just yeah. I, I didn't roll. So I just held it there and just like let him try to figure it out. I you know what what do you have to do? And I'm right. like, you know, kind of yeah. this way, you know, like and, and I just held it there. But you know, again, you know, I, I knew I had I'm it's a freaking white belt. I'm not gonna right. You know, and do so it to you him. and you have to be okay with that. And I tell my students too, you have to be okay with it to the point of like you got them in a move. They, you let them out of it. They didn't tap and they don't even know that they're not even going to acknowledge that you let them out of it. You got to be okay with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like versus like, Oh man, I had you on that move. You should have tapped. You know, that's, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. You (laughs) kind of age out from that though. That, that comes with experience and and rank and, and just training for you to be able to do that and go like, that's all good. Yeah. You know, know, right. You don't. Uh, So to the question about the teaching the kids in the school, uh, so my children have been training for, you know, a couple years now. And when they fight at home, it's like my wife and I don't even worry because like Hayden knows how to shell up and, yeah. you know, how to defend a takedown. So does Cooper. And, but like what I'm saying is like when they're wrestling with each other, they're like doing real moves and they're not doing it to hurt each other, yeah. but they're doing it to like establish dominance. Yeah. So it's yeah. like they know once they already know at that young age but when they're beat. They're also being taught that though because exactly. they're not being told to, to finish a, a choke or yeah. to, to but, over an ex- but what I'm over saying is like, bar. like I'm not worried about them fighting. They yeah. don't hurt each other fighting yeah. ever. They hurt they hurt themselves doing something stupid themselves. <laughs> they never hurt each other fighting. <laughs> Falling off a chair trying to calm e- down. Yeah, that's because like you're that. given you've given it discipline, right? Like you've yeah. put discipline around it, and that's what I always tell parents. Like sometimes you get parents come in and they're worried. They're like, well, if they do this, are they going to become like? 
hurt other kids and stuff. It's like, no, we're going to put discipline around it because yeah. kids are going to wrestle and fight no matter what. Right. That's, and, that, and it's okay to let kids do that. Like that's a normal thing for sure. Like if you watch little freaking puppies play, man, they just, they wrestle, they play. We have twin babies, dude. They're like, constantly doing that super when you match. have two little ones the same age they're just all over each other wrestling and stuff so it's super super normal but give it some discipline you know and they're not gonna they're not gonna hurt each other god i can't wait to watch my kids fight for real <laughs> right right like when they're both good and they're having they're a good right and they're, and they're, like, and they're having a bad day i would yes. watch that That'll be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna we're gonna move into our speed round. You just answered our first question, gi or no gi. You said you prefer for a gi. So you can yeah. ex- you can uh, you know elaborate on and on any of the answers here. We call it a speed round. So takedown or pull guard? Favorite move? Oh, takedown. Your takedown guy. Bam. Yeah. Uh, favorite competitor to watch? You said you don't consume a lot of jujitsu, but do you have? Um, a favorite but back competitor? in the day, I always liked Leandro Low a lot. Yeah. Dude's like, awesome. He's tall like me, lanky. Loved his knee slide. Uh, I have a lot of my game after him. Did they just release the the flow grappling movie about him? On Leandro? No, that's Bushesha. Oh, Bushesha. Dude, Leandro Lowe, My, I don't know if you watched it on on flow grappling. He did. He had like back in the day when he tried to win every single belt title at every single weight, like the Super Slam. Wow. So he tried to triple wow. crown on two weight divisions, same year. So he was like cutting. So he he hired a nutritionist for the first time, right? Wow. And she's like, "Tell me what you eat." He's like, "Oh, I wake up, uh, eat pizza." And then I do jujitsu, and then I drink uh, Coke, and she's like, and then pizza, and then Coke, and then she's like, how much Coke are you drinking in a day? And Coca-Cola, is that what you're saying? He's like, yeah, Coca-Cola, two liters. Oh, Jesus. And, And dude, this nutritionist, like her jaw was dropping. He's she's he's like, making why? like a comeback. He's, no, but the, it's, it's, bro, right now though, I'm saying he's gonna what make I'm a saying comeback, is right? That motherfucker was so good. And all he was yeah, doing he eat like shit was that. eating shit. And then he got a nutritionist and he became unbeatable, bro. Yeah. Unbeatable. Yeah, wow. He got wow. his food right. <laughs> it was yeah. mushing people. All right, next question. <laughs> what pizza. is your ultimate goal as it relates to your jujitsu journey? Um, to continue the rest of my life, to die in the mats. That's Damn. Die on the mat. My, yeah. Hope it happens. I hope my wife kills me. I hope my wife eventually starts <laughs> to train and chokes me out. I pass out oh, and I never come back. Punch yeah. you in the head while you're sleeping. <laughs> what's the craziest? Don't punch me in the head. What's the craziest thing that's ever happened to you in the gym or on the mats? Uh, you know, competition oh, mats. Competition mats. Um, Any mat. Any mat. Ooh, be, being at a Naga tournament back in like 19 like 98, <laughs> and this whole like riot started where Matt Sarah was going to fight this other guy, and they both stripped down to their shorts. And they start throwing punches at each other. And then Kip Kohler, you know, Kip Kohler from Naga, you know, Kip, the ball guy. I've heard the name Kip. Right. So Kip's the guy that runs all of Naga, right? Anyway, so he gets between them trying to break it up. And then the police come and it's this huge riot, people throwing chairs and stuff. That was pretty crazy. And I got a picture. I've got this picture. I got to put it online of like them, like in each other's faces, getting ready to punch each other. I like that how was they, crazy. they undressed before. Like they literally get, and they get, it's kind of funny because they were both all the way down to like Speedos. It's like, were you wearing Speedos? I don't understand. <laughs> they were ready for this. I was going to say, this is going to sound like they right? set this up. <laughs> One of them was wearing a cup for the arm bar. Oh. Right. Yeah, don't, right, don't, right. Don't come right. to a speedo fight with with boxer shorts. Yeah. Right. Oh, uh, hold on. Wait. I'll tell you one more real quick. I remember a grappler's quest tournament. A guy once I'm in a super fight. I don't know who these two guys were, but it was a big super fight. Guy gets a guy in the triangle. Then all of a sudden, the guy with the triangle choke starts screaming. The guy bit him on the inside of his leg. 
Oh. There's a big bite. He's got a big bite mark on his crotch. Mike Tyson him. Wow. Dude. Mike Tyson evaded Holyfield. In a Holyfield, super man. fight in front of everybody. Wow. Then they stopped and he denied it. But of course, there's a bite mark. Come on. It's yeah. admiss- admissible in court. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was too crazy. <laughs> All right. So there's two. So go to the next one. Sorry. If you could go back in time <laughs> and talk to yourself before the very first time you ever stepped on the mat, on the jujitsu mm-hmm. mat, what would you tell yourself? You're going to be a black belt. I don't think I would have believed it so many points. Like it almost makes me emotional, but like, yeah, like you're going to be a black belt. And I don't think I would have believed it. Yeah. But if, but I almost don't know if I'd ever want to go back and tell myself anything. Cause I don't want to get in the way of anything that happened, honestly, because every like the up butterfly and down, effect, right? You, you yeah. No, right. literally because, yeah. well, it's not even just that there was so when I look back at it now, hindsight's a powerful tool, right? We never know our lessons until yeah. after they happen. So like all, it was all great. Every every roadblock led me to where I am now. So thank God it led me here. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So he's a, good, he's a first guy to to so, next level that question. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, I mean that answer. that, that kind of ties strange. into the next question, mm-hmm. which I think you kind of answered there. Do you have any regrets as it relates to your jujitsu journey? No regrets. No <laughs> regrets ever. Never. 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 Every day is a blessing, dude. Every day is a blessing. Okay. I'm gonna let my man ask the the last and bum, most important bum, bum. question that Uh-oh. that we have. And he's Go at ahead, a gi school. Do you or do you not wash your belt? Oh, God. You got to go on my, my channel because this, this is the ongoing joke because I do wash my belt. Uh, and every time I wash it, I always post a picture or, or a video of it being washed. And I get more comments on my Facebook and Instagram that's about fault. washing the belt, right? Like, it's the craziest shit. Like, either, like, people believe, you know, all of your knowledge is in your belt yeah, I mean, my my big thing is all my cooties, not my cooties. Everybody else's cooties are in my belt, and I actually don't feel like I wash it enough. I should I do it like once a month, but you know, yeah, it's, did we it's, do it's that? a belt. So, you know what I mean? Is that our fault? It's a belt. What's that? Is the whole belt thing our fault? No, no, no. <laughs> no, no it's around. probably okay. been an ongoing okay. thing. We so. just we just kind of took it and ran when when me and uh, yeah, Junior it's kind of gross. Would argue about I, it. I, I think it's been around. Too. No, I'm so, saying like, how do you guys feel? What do you guys feel about it? Yeah. Oh, hey, I wash my belt. All the time because yeah. I don't Good care. It's a belt. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so, so I I've always washed it. Um, nice. My the when I got my brown belt, I just started washing my brown belt. So that was probably the longest I ever went with not washing it was like yeah. a month. Um, the the best argument that I've heard for not what not I the best argument that I've heard for somebody telling people not to wash their belt from a coach's perspective was Wagner Rocha where he said so you could keep track it's like it's like you're by what the old school thinking was not just that the it washes away the knowledge I think that's kind of a little bit of the joke but that you're you're fooling people into how much you've trained right you want it to right. fade because of the training and the sweat and the time on the mat not go and put it in the wash right. I, I can't say that's a that. good argument I respect yeah, and it I guess from a like coach's the, you know, perspective I appreciate you know? that but I also can see where like you know but then what are you really focusing on now? Yeah. Right. Cause yeah. then the belt is now becoming this, this thing of like, well, if it looks older then he must be better at jujitsu or, you know what I mean? Like, is that really, you know, yeah, don't I, belt I, me, man. My, my argument, but I get it. My, I get my it. Counter to that is, you know, we have, we were pretty decent school, probably yeah. one of the bigger schools in the area. My coach knows the time that I put in, he knows when I'm there. He yeah, knows when exactly. I'm not. Then he knows when he's knows. like, Hey, where were you and, last and your week? Your teammates know too. Your teammates yeah. know your friends now. Yeah, like you can't really who cares if your belt looks old or not. Um, yeah, you can't really fool the kind of like fool the system. My, I mean, my perspective, knows. we got an awesome sponsor. 
that has great discounts except this month. And, <laughs> and I just buy a new belt. I've already bought. There you go. I've bought like there two belts go. already. I've never washed it to like it. You know, oh my god, it's falling. That's because you don't wash like, like how I wash. I don't. Mine doesn't I even wash. fall apart, dude. I have yeah. a Kataro belt. Like I've had it for. Uh, it's one that Origin sent me, and it's like that thing is like steel, dude. Origin. Yeah. And to be honest with you, I almost I almost never wear my belt. That's what's so funny about it. Like it just comes um, off, or I don't put it on, dude. I, I like to do a lot of lapel stuff. So when I'm training with the Gian, I'd prefer to have my belt off, so I have my tools nice. here. Um, and if you watch most of my videos, I almost never wear a gi top unless I need the gi top in the video. And the reason I do that is from a viewer's perspective, the move looks cleaner. Like when I'm in a rash guard, you can see things better. Yeah. But my gi's all kind of flopping all over the damn place. It's, just, it's very hard to see sometimes. So especially if I just it's usually wear material. a rash guard when I make videos, you know. Um, and I wear a rash guard most of the time when I'm teaching. I hardly ever put the gi on unless I'm physically going to use the gi. Um, I don't need it to, you know, demonstrate a move. I won't use it, you know. Well, yeah, that's there you go. There you go. Team Marshall. There you go. Yep. We're gonna have the flashes that, across the bottom two of the in, screen. Two in the says, row. Two in a row. That, that's a button. And, and, and well respected. Wash your belt. You know, jujitsu practitioners. Your belt. You know, <laughs> when, when, when Robert Drysdale says he washes his belt, and Mike Bidwell says he watches, yeah. belt, you wash your belt, guys. It's, it's belt, okay. Bro, it's, like, yeah. it's a belt. Yeah. Go to a new one if if it falls uh, apart. Like uh, who cares, dude? Almost won the bet. Oh, we had a bet, Mike. If this if I was gonna drop this before the end of the podcast. I just saw it moving. It walked. Yeah. It was like, if, if I if I turn, I, my see, leg hits the. Has, it, has it ever happened? <laughs> no. Re watch re watch no. this podcast and just see how excited I got when it started wobbling. <laughs> uh, Mike, <laughs> I appreciate you joining us. Thank you so much. That was awesome. Uh, stick around for one second. We're gonna come back though. Everybody, stick around. We're gonna. Oh, did it again. Oh! We're, we're, gonna, we're gonna do some shout outs, but stick around for a second, Mike. Thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it. Yeah. And. Uh, you know, if you're ever down in Miami, please come in and uh, sit down with us in the studio. All right. Yeah. For give you sure. an excuse. To, <laughs> we'll give you an excuse to come to the. You almost hit it. The, you almost hit it. To Miami. <laughs> I kind of want a bowling ball yeah. right now. Oh, I think I can yeah, hit it from here. Yeah. All right, guys, stick around. We got some uh, some shout outs for you. That was great, man. Mike, awesome dude, right? Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Look at that. It's I funny because like I, can, it. I can look past you and I see my reflection. It's every once I, in a while I see myself over there. Out. There's like four of us on the podcast. Yeah, that was a that was a fun podcast. Yeah, he, the, I I introspective. Yeah, yeah, and he's an awesome guy, man. Yeah. You know, and and if uh, if you haven't already, go to his his Instagram and check out his videos. They're amazing. Just move to Colorado. You know, at BJJ after forty, go check him out. And it's uh uh after uh. B, oh, excuse me, BJJ after, after 40, 40 on IG and BJJ after 40.com. He's got, he's got a more laid back feel. Like yeah. Very bohemian kind of. Yeah. More. Yeah. He's definitely, I think, you know, he kind of, you know, what is it? Like, uh, what's Colorado, the name of the gym? I mean, like flow. Yeah. Flow. Yeah. It's flow. You know, it's, yeah. He's, he's definitely, <laughs> I don't know about all that. Flow. I mean, he was like, I don't know about his habits <laughs> off the mat, but he is yeah. an awesome dude. His content's amazing. For sure. And he does have that. Look, he, you train, Think yeah. about the discipline you have to yeah. have to have four black belts in four different disciplines. The discipline to be a brown belt for 13 years and still, you know, the that's a that's a movie right there, man. But that's, that's know, like the one where you really Leonardo to not care about had it. like the metal mask. I'm sure that he one. was tapping. <laughs> black, I'm sure he was tapping every black belt that he rolled with, you know, every at, not every at year four or five. 10, yeah. 13 of being a brown belt. You know, he was doing pretty well against those guys. I would you know? I would have hated like to like be the guy who tries to go hard like with him, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like he's like and probably being chill. Tying up. Like you come in there and you're like a like a like a scrappy purple belt. 
you know, a little teenager. And you then know, you try and give it to him. Yeah. And then you realize he's been around yeah. for 13 years. He's <laughs> essentially a, a Yeah, because if you break belt. it down, he was probably like a one-stripe white belt for like three, four years. You know you what know, I mean? You know what's funny? What's <laughs> funny? I saw uh, uh, Nick is doing really well. He found out that his uh, the cyst on his other testicle was not cancer. So hey. glad to hear he's doing okay. He's all good. He said he's cancer free. Um, but he also posted a picture recently where he got his first stripe on his purple belt. Yeah. But he's like a 10 year purple belt as well. Like, because yeah. he's moved around and he's so he just won that competition. Yeah. So I, 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 is he 14, I think he's been training for 14 years. I love you, Nick. I'm not making fun of you by any means, but he's, you know, it's a similar situation. I saw him get his first stripe on his purple belt and yeah. I'm like, really? Really? Come Sand, on. Sandbag. Give him the damn brown belt already. I mean, yeah. they, you've got to know his level. I get, though, like training at a different gym and a coach just wants to want you to, you know, kind of be there for a certain amount of time before yeah. he gives you about promotion. You don't want to just walk into a gym. Bro, how much but, more committed? Yeah. He's in. Yeah. He's but, in, man. He's right, in. Uh, let's, uh, let's do some housekeeping here. Shout out to our Patreon podcast uh, patrons. Patreon podcast patrons, Woo. including our gym sponsors. <laughs> That's your PPP. Carlson Gracie, Winter Haven in Winter Haven, Florida. CGWinterHaven.com and at Carlson Gracie underscore Winter Haven on Instagram. Uh, Carlson Gracie, Broward County in North Lauderdale. Cal- Carlson Gracie, Broward County.com and Carlson at Carlson Gracie, Broward County. You know what? I always like, should I say the Florida? We're in Florida. We know where North Lauderdale is, but other listeners don't. So I always trip myself. You got to give people your area code, man. John Way Martial Arts in Plantation, Florida. That's right. John Way Martial Arts. Great school. Great guy. John Way Martial Arts. John just got his daughter, his black belt. Oh, he got his black belt. He just and got I, his black belt. And I, and I also follow him on Congrats. IG and stuff, you know. His kid got into a good school. I don't oh, wanna, yeah? Yeah, like good oh. college. Oh, very cool. I'm not going to be specific about it, but- you Don't, know that's you're also not going to be pacific about it. Not be pacific about it. <laughs> I'm just saying. Shout it's, out! It's Congrats. a lot of good things are happening. Yeah, and it, that's a great awesome. school, good environment. Actually, one of the blue belts at at that school also trains at my school sometimes. Oh yeah, yeah. He's like, I've I had still got to get down there, man. I still got to get over there. He said you, he's you had membership there, right? for both all the time. You train, you train, I trained. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. I still want to get over there and start to do some kung fu. It's cool. Dude, that was the that was the thing that kind of brought me there. Yeah. You know, you I, went some to, I went to a jujitsu. I went to a jujitsu class. Yeah, just because it worked in my schedule the best. Yeah. It was the day I had like, to do it. I, should, I already should, did it. No, I'm saying we have to do the kung fu. Let's okay. Let's do it. Okay. No, don't not threaten you with a good time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, shout out to our individual sponsors: Jeremiah Barra, oh, Robert Walker, <laughs> Frank House, Boa Athletics. Check them out on IG at boa underscore athletics. Jason Smiley, CJ Carroll, Mission 22, Chuck Reddor, and Roberto Santiago. If you'd like to support the show, you can visit us on patreon.com forward slash jujitsu dummies. Join and you're automatically entered to win up to $100 in jujitsu swag every month. Uh, at jujitsu dummies for all the ways to watch, listen, and support the show. You can still donate to our scholarship program. We'll be doing a scholarship in the new year directly from the podcast. Thank you to the We Defy Foundation for all their support and all they do for, for the veterans sure. and jiu-jitsu communities. Whoop, whoop. Thank you. Uh, they provide therapeutic relief to disabled combat veterans through jiu-jitsu. Check them out at We Defy Foundation on IG, and you can also donate anytime at wedefyfoundation.org. All right. Uh, last but not least, once again, Fight Back CBD. Get 20% off your CBD order at fightbackcbd.com. Damn, I got a real. code JJD. Yeah, I need some free. I got a real. 
Yeah, that freeze. Is this one? Hold on. Yeah. Is this empty oh. or is this my empty? Oh, there's still some in here. I'm going to have to bring this. Bam. It's, uh, that's that's my go-to. Stuff. That's my go-to now. A little roll-on CBD. Also, it feels good. It just feels good to give money to a guy that I like to give money to. Yeah, he's uh, uh he's they, helping he, people out too. He helps people find or he, he's providing therapeutic relief for people with mental health issues. Yeah, and substance abuse issues through jujitsu. Yeah, finding them a school, helping them get a gig. I talk to him. He'll again. even just talk to you. You know, like if you want to yeah. reach out and talk oh, to for him. Sure. He posts videos all the time. Like reach out to me. So he's an awesome dude. So. Again, love from day one. Just love the message. Love the brand. The love product, the product. The product yeah. is good too. Backs yeah. it up. Does um, I don't take baths. My wife doesn't take baths. Does your wife take baths? We do. Grab it's one not, of those bath not, bombs. It's not only my wife. Uh, re- I do take, too. Okay, so take that. Bath, take one of those <laughs> bath bombs. Yeah. and report back. So I, take one of those today and report back to us. I'll jump on that grenade. You jump on that grenade. Good. I, I got appreciate it. it. I got you. you. Tell us. I, I don't. We don't even have a bathtub in the new in the shower, the master shower. Like my yeah. daughter has the bath. Oh, we don't know. have a bath in the master. Will it work if I throw it in the when shower? The, when the aliens invade, bro, they're gonna go like, "Why so many bathrooms?" It'd be like <laughs> three bedrooms, four and a half bath. On so that what was note, going on the here? studio with eight bedroom, eight <laughs> bathrooms. <laughs> on that note. I, I I introduced you. I didn't get you to to when I introduce you, usually uh say you're Rank and maybe I'm your cool IG. with it. I've actually been liking it this way. So just like under just just Miguel. Sometimes I get promoted. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what was that? He, he it, on your call out? Yeah, my call out last episode. It was like purple belt. Yeah, you got lucky. It could really? I was like, boy, I gotta keep it. I gotta keep a better. I gotta keep a better eye on. Bye, bye, bye. We could have demoted you to white belt. Yeah, so well, I'm yeah cool we, with should, that too. we should put white belt. We'll put white belt. Sandbag. <laughs> we'll put, put three for cheating. Three Come with an asterisk. <laughs> no, no, with an asterisk for cheating for self promoting <laughs> to purple belt. I didn't really, but get, tell everybody where they can find you. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at MLJ Rico. Uh, just there you go. That's and it. you are a. I'm a blue belt. You're a blue belt. Still okay. blue belt. So at a new school, gonna get, go back. We're gonna Hands we're up. gonna take down that last episode and then relaunch it. We'll you don't got to do that. that. You don't got to do that. I'll circle <laughs> back. Bo's like, no, we're not. <laughs> yeah, I'll, we'll circle back to that. We'll circle back. Bo, we'll leave where, it at blue balls belt. Where can everybody find you, Bo? Bad works. At bad work. At b a d w e r k s. Go it. check him out. Awesome. Works. Uh, I'm at Uncle Milty BJJ on IG. Again, I monitor the at Jiu-Jitsu Dummies. Uh, uh, all of the our property. So if you have any questions, shoot them over. I'm usually the guy that's going to answer you. Uh, anything else? Yeah, I think Look I'm good? gonna. I think I'm gonna make like one of those uh like a non-private account because my account's private. So I was just thinking about it right now. It's kind of hard yeah. if you did want to reach out to me or send me like a question or something like that. So I'm gonna make you one. can't be followed, and when you post up, yeah. you can't share it unless I kinda, you take a screenshot. I, I like my 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 Instagram. You know, I do family stuff on there because mm-hmm. I got family that lives overseas and stuff. Yeah, and that's where we all share. Uh, you so need to I separate. Think, yeah, yeah, I think so. Do just a, in case. Do, yeah, do what I'm not gonna do a BJJ. Everybody does that. It's time to do your frat well, account. I don't think I'm good enough. To do that, if you did that like underscore. if you did Emma J Rico JJD, <laughs> nobody would get that. Yeah. Like that people would no, just get it. Like they would be like, oh, he didn't. He he put the D. At I the mean, end. I might do. I might do JJD DJJ. <laughs> or just do instead BDW. of BJJ, I'm taking it two more letters up. <laughs> people would be really confused. Wait, what did you say? Are you stuttering? Yeah, when you give no DJJ. You, you know, do a BWB. That would be cool if you started started once. I wonder if it's taken. 
what you say? Be careful. I know. I just. Look, well, oh, oh, oh yes. Yeah, yes. Right. You're gonna air it next week. Yes. What, what's the handle you're gonna go after? I'm gonna go after. Uh, <laughs> What is it? J JJD DJJ underscore DJJ. JJD DJJ. DJJ. What's the DJJ? It's like BJJ, but two more letters up. <laughs> just because I don't think I'm. But everybody, you know, I just feel like everybody's everybody like BJJ. everybody. Even shit that doesn't even make sense with jujitsu, but they did like three classes. They'll be like, I like flowers underscore BJJ. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to. What's the right amount of time to add BJJ to your IG? After you start training, personally, at least I, I mean, personally, I would think a world title with <laughs> IBJJF. No, That's on. what I personally think. I don't. I remember. think it should be like the blue check mark in Instagram, the BJ underscore BJJ. I think it should be issued. I'm gonna say that I probably changed it. I, I don't remember, but probably around blue belt. Yeah, I'm I think I'm that's saying, when it's like, I'm okay, I'm, I'm into this. this is I'm real. saying you're wrong. That's what I'm saying. I know. You're, you're <laughs> saying, telling me. I'm saying that needs to get. Yeah, no. And then, and then I get mean, back to you if you earned it, you know? You earned it to yourself. I give you that 100%. I can't even whoop your ass. 100%. I can't whoop your ass. Let it be known. You heard that? I'm just yeah. saying. <laughs> I'm saying underscore BJJ should be I, like the unofficial. We haven't rolled them all. You got to come by for a visit. I know. Let's see where you're at. We gotta, we gotta see. Yeah, see, I gotta watch my legs. Kate, right? Kate's actually <laughs> talked about about doing an open map because all the girls, you know, she oh, yeah, she's yeah. still friends with. I mean, yeah. we're all still friends, you know, yeah. Ray and and, and all of them. You know? Yeah, she's talking about it already. Yeah. I, I, well, they're. I, you know what? I think there's like some stuff. Well, because they're friends and they talk all the time. Yeah. They like they bring it up. They're like, oh, now that you're, you know. That's cool. That's good. Or however BJ they say, friends. I don't read her text. I'm just saying that's the vibe. I I'm I, I want to see if she changes her. Instagram too. I'm gonna take it away. <laughs> At I know the BJJ. passwords, bro. <laughs> All right, we're gonna let you guys go. Thank you for joining us, everybody. Peace, love, jujitsu. Take it easy. Us. Us.